0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of The podcast. Today, Pochfad and Star will be having another absolutely riveting conversation with more wonderful, talented, and inspiring people. So, grab that drink, get your butt comfy, and
1: hold on to your seat. This is The podcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for another episode of the podcast. I do appreciate you guys hanging out with us, spending time with us, giving us part of your day. Whether you're on your commute to work, you're on the treadmill, or you're just running from a dog right now, keep those headphones in because we're going to have some fun. Um, As always, I have the one and only Star. Star, how are you doing today?
2: I'm okay. How are you?
1: I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. Thank you for asking. That was so kind of you. I still don't know how to react when you don't. Anyway, um, uh, the the special guest we have—I'm fumbling over my word chair. The special guest we have that we get to sit and talk to today—that we get to find out how they get their beard so beautiful. That's really, really, really why we wanted to get a hold of them. We like that beard. We need to talk beard talk, and we may never talk about it again after this moment. But the person we have on here is Jim. Jim, how are you today?
0: I don't know, but you had me confused. You said there was a very special guest star, and then you said my name, so I was incredibly confused.
1: <laughs> Look, I, you know what? We have a very special guest star, Jim's beard.
0: There go. <laughs> I, I did bring the beard with me today. It has a tendency to
1: go with me. Everywhere I go, I am somewhat attached to it. Just a so little. Well, I've heard that can happen. Yeah, I've heard that can happen. i heard that's a thing. So we get to sit and get to know be- uh, beard. We get to get to, we, we get to get to know beard. <laughs> we need to know beard today jim thanks beard for being fixes. here beard, beard fixes That's
0: what it is. i'm changing my name across all of my social media now i am beard fixes
1: beard fixes but well, we get to sit know jim today there's i mean we know jim because we've known each other since kindergarten um but those of you we listening will you have um but I have? why not um <laughs> look they're listening they have no idea. We've all grown up together. We're triplets. We were born at the same time. Um, those of you that are listening, you different guys mothers. haven't. Yes. Yeah, uh, definitely different mothers, but definitely born at the same time and same triplets. Father. Yeah.
2: And different years.
1: Right. But, okay. Now I'm getting confused. Don't no. complicate this. Yeah. Look, we all are. I am the... a
2: good 10 years younger than both of you.
1: I think. Rub it in. Ooh. I think Star just uh, called us old. Yeah. She's calling me grandpa.
2: <laughs> no, I call you good Daddy. night, everybody.
1: That's, that's true. That's true. Anyway, we get to know who Jim is today. Hey. <laughs> I tell you what, as soon be. as we figure it out, can you let me know? Absolutely. That's why we got to talk to Beard. Okay, I think Beard's gonna spill all the all the beans. All like, the beans. Jim, Jim's over here like, I don't know. Beard's like, oh let me tell you. I don't know how I got beans <laughs> in the beard, but you know, it happens. <laughs> Back in '83, so okay. I'm just gonna start off. How long have you had the beard? I need to know now.
0: <laughs> I actually, well, I've always had some sort of facial hair, goatee, or you know, like you know, something like that. But I started growing the beard 2017 or so, kind of as a protest. Uh, went into court, uh, whole whole thing with my son at one point, a juvenile court thing, and uh, the judge made a comment about not looking presentable oh because um i hadn't shaved my beard yet that day and i thought well fuck you judge <laughs>
1: <laughs> welcome to the two foot long beard club
0: yeah so then i just didn't shave at all after that i think we saw that judge maybe one more time but all that yeah was but incredible. it's worth it but it it's was worth absolutely it. worth it it was yeah. it was i love my beard I, I realize that it's, it's nice. I mean, I, I kind of got into the whole wicked edge double edge razor thing and I've still gotten like boar hair brush and my special soaps and all that. Uh, of course, none of them have been touched in a few years because well, <laughs> now it's like two swipes on the cheek, a little bit underneath the chin. Cause you know, you don't want to get the, the neck. Beard right. Going. Right. But, right. Uh, yeah. Otherwise we'll the only see. thing that gets shaved now is my
1: head. See, and that's, that's when you get all the uh, the new beard oils and and balms and brushes. and I don't know about you. I love that kind of stuff.
0: I do. I, I, co- think I collect it. I love it. I've got, uh, I think my favorite one right now was a uh, completely unscented beard oil. It's made with, like, jojoba oil and grapeseed. It's this beautiful Ooh. oil. But Ooh. I pu- put a few drops of tea tree oil in it. Okay. It smells incredible. And according to MZ, uh tea tree oil smells like chocolate on me. And she likes chocolate, so
1: I'm good with it. Okay, that's something, because I know Tea Trio. I never once thought, you know, this could smell like chocolate. So it's interesting how apparently it mixes with your body, or maybe MC's nose is just chocolate-oriented. Oh, I can smell it. When when I put it, yeah?
0: Uh, yeah, when it's in the bottle, it does not smell like chocolate, but once I put it on and, and it mixes with my body chemicals or whatever, it smells like chocolate.
1: That's kind of cool. That's Good actually tea. really, really cool. Good chocolate, not Hershey's chocolate. Right. That's
2: actually... <laughs> Actually, that's that's not too far off because, I mean, if you think about it, honey, when we put on deodorant, we usually swap. You usually take the more feminine deodorants, and I usually I take the more masculine because they work better with our body chemistries.
1: Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That and I like smelling pretty. I like the powdery smells. They need to yeah. make
0: a powdery smell for men.
1: So right? I, I go a little bit beyond that to, like, that fruity, like, sweet. I'm not ashamed to say it. I love smelling like super spring fruity. It just oh, it yeah. makes me happy. You know what I mean? Like I'm like put on deodorant going, ha ha, I'm a real man. And it feels good. And Absolutely. I want to dance and frolic in the spring with my spring dress and high heels on. That's just, you know, real man. Um, I, I But I really do enjoy the smell though. I like that light, bright smell. And it is funny because she'll go and grab the deodorants. And I'm like, "That's that's a dude bro deodorant. Like, that's dude bro like, But it works perfect, and so It it works It does, and I, I swear I
0: don't know what those scientists Are thinking sometimes, it's like uh right? Women have a tendency to, to Sweat more, and, and they need the stronger Deodorants, and it's just a body chemistry thing And yet they make them lighter For women, and these, like, ultra strong For men, and it's like, uh
2: not well, really because to they do. think that we're all dainty and all of us have, like, super sensitive skin, when in reality, my body actually responds way better to men's deodorants than it does women's. Women's makes me break out. Yeah, you know, it turns out
0: that individuals are individuals. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow. Whoa, buddy.
1: Go, I know. I know. <laughs> Right, I, I don't liberal
0: bullshit in here, right?
1: Look, I know, I know. We had the discussion beforehand. When when the conversation gets out of hand, we got to reel it in. <laughs> but I can't believe you just said that.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know what I was thinking. I it was the drugs. <laughs> it was the drugs.
1: It was the drugs. <laughs>
0: Blame it on the beard, drugs. like the pin says. Like the pin says.
1: Wait, what's the pin says? I can't see the pin. The pin says, "I like drugs." Oh yeah, there you go. There- <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's, the,
1: that,
0: that's the one that I can't wear on my camera strap when I'm photographing uh children's football games and,
1: and makes whatnot. sense. Uh, yeah,
2: no, I would think not.
3: No That but,
1: one could get weird. Yeah. Conversation starter, you could say. Yeah. If you want to call it a conversation, but, yeah, a conversation starter. I mean,
2: yeah, it would be a conversation starter with a police officer. Yeah, like, you know, it, it would be a gentle
0: conversation as I leaned over the hood of a police car and my hands were cuffed. Right. Back.
1: I mean, as long as you were cool, you wouldn't get too much stop resisting, you know. It would be. It, oh, no, it no. Be... I, it, no. <laughs> yeah. I am, so.
0: I am six foot three and about 430 pounds. There will be a lot of stop resisting, there
1: maybe I the judge out. maybe the judge will look at your beard and be like you should have shaved and then you're going to grow it out twice as long so i mean there are benefits
0: chances are yes yes chances I'm, are the judge will condemn me due to my beard <laughs> unless he's a fellow beard haver
1: if he's a fellow beard haver i'm sure you might you might get time served he'll be like look we'll pretend that you're already in here for four years so i'm going to give you four years in one day see you tomorrow you know like that's that beard connection, you know, that or, beard. You know, maybe brodo. it
0: was the first six months where it's all just like a ball stuck to your, to your chin and it doesn't, <laughs> you can't do anything with it. Maybe he'll understand that as the, as the time yep. served. Cause that, yeah. that is, that's torture that you might as well be in jail at that point. You can't go anywhere. Cause who wants to go out looking like brother Hezekiah? I mean, really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I could walk around and, you know, Bible in my hand and.
1: Yes, you could. And I would pay to see that. I really really would. That would be a YouTube video I would watch.
0: I mean, if I put a Bible in my hand, the burning smell might be interesting.
1: (laughs) Again, a YouTube video I would watch.
2: (laughs) Oh, what was it the other day? We saw a church that was, like, on its fourth edition of that church or something like that. And then you were, like what happened to the other three? Why is this the fourth one? And I was like, because oh, I walked yeah. into the other three.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it was, we drove by. I thought you were talking about online. Like this was no. real. I like, mean, we were driving by and it was something, something Baptist the fourth, you know, and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Usually it's like first Presbyterian, you know, something like that. Right. But it was the fourth and I was just like, What happened to the other three? And she's just, oh, I walked into those ones. (laughs) I'm like, ah, you burned them down. (laughs) You burst into a ball of flames. They had to make the fourth one. I get it. I mean, you've heard of big butter Jesus, right? Okay. So let's just talk about that for a second. Okay. There's a very common phrase amongst religion You know, may God strike me down if I'm lying. Or if I'm, you know, if I'm doing something wrong, may I get struck with a bolt of lightning. It's very specific what people say. And it is being struck with a bolt of lightning, right? That big butter Jesus statue they made was literally struck with a bolt of lightning and burned down.
0: To put it in perspective, a massive graven image that uh-huh. was worshipped uh-huh. was struck down uh-huh. by a bolt of lightning from the sky. Yes. And burned to the ground. Which that should any, have been enough of a sign. sign.
1: Yeah. Like you figure the whole world would have been like, whoa. Is that a
0: sign? Is that, yeah, that, that yeah, that's a sign. That's a sign. It We're
1: doesn't get more black sign. and white. Like, I could see if they said, you know, may a cow roll over it and break its leg. You'd be like, oh, that didn't happen. But people have said, bolt of lightning, strike me down if I'm wrong. It's been being said for a long, 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 long time. It happened. Probably since you can't the time tonight. of Zeus. Makes you think. Anyway, oh. uh, <laughs> that's just, yeah, when I heard about that, I, and they rebuilt it. I know they did. Yeah, they did.
2: because they're glutton for punishment. You know they did it just because there's something to do with money involved with oh, it. 100%. Oh, 100%. Yeah.
0: I am. <laughs> yeah. Confession time. I'm an ordained minister at the Solid Rock Church, which is the church that has the Big Butter Jesus. Or Touchdown yeah. Jesus. Or Catch Me If You Can Jesus. It does look like Touchdown
1: Jesus. It
0: does. Because he was just sitting there with his arms up in the air.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Football Jesus.
0: Football Jesus, touchdown Jesus.
1: Wait, what's what's the football team out there? What's the closest football team? Uh, that'd be the Bengals. The, the Bengals. Bengals. Okay. The Bengals should be winning every Super Bowl at this point. They got touchdown Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, they, they have him right there. He's in state. They they should be winning every Super Bowl.
0: Oh, they do great until uh, third quarter, and then they just.
1: Maybe around the third quarter is when the first butter Jesus got struck down and that lost the mojo.
0: I think it's when his arms get tired from being up in the air the whole time. <laughs>
1: Look, some people listening to this are going to be like, "Hell awaits you. Hell awaits you." And, and look, uh, we're not trying I to insult, reservations. right? We're not trying <laughs> to insult anybody in your belief system and everything else. We're just, we're just joshing. We're joshing uh, about butter, butter, Jesus. Touchdown! The Jesus. Listeners
0: can't see us, but I have a satanic church sticker right in front of me. I mean,
1: there's see, a, okay. There, oh, I'm I, a witch. There, there's <laughs> I, a space for me. <laughs>
2: If they had a choice, they'd burn me on a stake. Like,
1: <laughs> I'm just the the abruptness of that. Like Jim's like, I have a satanic stick. I'm a witch. <laughs>
2: it's
1: like, yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, <ew. laughs> um, so, I mean, how about the bagels?
2: Careful with your words.
0: <laughs> I. I am not really... I, I grew up religious. I grew up as an old right. boy. I was actually in the Catholic Church. I survived. <laughs> wasn't pretty enough, apparently. Uh, but...
2: Oh, yes, you are, Jim. You're beautiful.
0: <laughs> apparently not. Not to Father Mulcahy,
1: I wasn't.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All names have been changed to protect the not-innocent. Yeah. But anyway,
1: Thank you. I'm like, oh, God, we're getting sued. We're getting sued right
0: now. <laughs> no, uh actually father Mulcahy was the only uh father that i actually uh, liked and that's uh he's the the priest from uh mash from mash 477
1: oh nice okay now i know who you're talking
0: about yeah father Mulcahy. i see I, I didn't grow up religious um i mean i was seven years old actually when i stopped believing and it was actually because i went to a priest and asked questions right um a very very uh analytical logical child always was I, you know, I, I would take my toys apart to see how they worked because i was more interested in how the gears and everything meshed together and worked uh, as evidenced by all the stuff behind me. me too i was always much more interested in that than i was with actually just playing with them like my favorite toys ever were these little magnetic men they had little magnets in their feet and they like use coil springs on everything so you could like press the elevator down and it would stay in place but when you put the little guy with the magnet on his feet, it would lift a lever and it would raise up automatically. Okay, that's fun. I love these things. And my mom just got me a whole bunch of those things. And it, it was you know magnets and physics, and I love that. I absolutely love physics. Nice. Um, and I had the, the pleasure of, uh, of of one of my teachers in, in high school later uh, was a student of Julius Sumner Miller and brought with him that that same energy. Uh, and Julius Sumner Miller was this incredible physics teacher that used to do uh, um, physics on television back in the 70s and 80s. Okay. Uh, so, great guy. He looked like a physicist. If you look him up, Julius Sumner Miller, it's he's incredible. He looked like your crazy
1: high school physicist guy. See, I'm picturing something right now, and I bet you if I looked it you're, up. You're picturing
0: white hair out to the side. And, oh, my God, there's what we're going to do. Yeah, that's Yes,
1: him. yes.
0: Well, I was always curious. I was always interested in things. I wanted to know how things work. So, of course, I, I went to the biggest authority figure I knew. There you go. The parish priest. And I started asking questions. And after I think it was close to three hours in his office, just firing question after question and contradiction after contradiction and the answer he gave me, it was on, I was asking about faith. How can I have faith in something? Because faith is belief without proof. And mm-hmm. I can't do that. I need proof. I mean, you can tell me something's going to happen. I'll be like, let's find out. Right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, eventually it, it came down to the question of faith. And his response was, sometimes you just got to fake it. And because I i had asked him, how do I do it? How do I have faith? And his response was, sometimes oh. you just got to fake it.
1: Oh, but that, wait, but that was it. That was the moment wait, for me. But wait, but, wait, but wait, the the problem I have with that is if your whole life is based cuz they want you to live your life accordingly,
0: mm-hmm.
1: if that means you're faking your life. Exactly. And that like it would, turns into the entirety of exactly. your life. That was faking. my
0: aha moment. If it was if it was possible an actual light bulb would have gone off over my head at that moment nice. and that that changed the entirety of my outlook on life from then on out religion became a panacea it became a way to deal rather than a way to live mm-hmm. um and so i i immediately that that was that was it for me there was no more belief at that point uh, from then on out i needed proof you know i i had already figured out uh spoiler alert uh santa claus might not be real
1: why oh.
0: whoa <laughs> what the easter bunny certainly is
1: oh, okay God, yeah. you you had me, you had me.
0: We oh, had I, I know fairy. for. Uh, well, the Tooth Fairy is real, but you you don't want to know what they do with the
1: teeth. Oh, I've seen the the teddy bears that they make with real human teeth. Like, I get it. That's that is the actual Santa Claus's Tooth Fairy. <laughs> he makes your stuffed animals out of human teeth. Okay. God, I pictured that. Oh, I
0: pictured it. Yeah, you shouldn't have done that. See, that is. I have aphantasia. Do you know what that means? No. A Fantasia means that I don't have the ability to imagine. Okay. I I can come up with ideas. I can wireframe things in my mind, but I cannot just like create something out of thin air. Like okay. I can, I can ask you to imagine there is a purple elephant in the room behind you. You could turn around and visually see that. Done. I can't do that. Interesting. Intriguing. It, it is. It is. I did not know until I was like late thirties and I was talking with MZ and she's like, really just, just imagine it. Just picture it. It's like, I What do you mean, imagine
1: it? It She's like, just just imagine
0: it's there. And I'm like, I can't just imagine it's there. (laughs) And And for
1: somebody that that can, that's probably so super foreign to be like, what do you mean you can't? That's insane. Of course you can. Exactly. Just like people being able to turn their brain off. They're like, yeah, just turn your brain off and go to sleep. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) people can
0: do that? (laughs) Yeah, it's (laughs) like, what do you mean, turn my brain off? (laughs)
1: Sorry, I'm gonna keep laughing about what you just said probably for another week or so. Yeah, because turn not your real. brain off and go no, to sleep. That's, that's turning cute. your brain off means dying. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That means i right? Well, it also means I've stopped doing one of the things that I think that I'm the best at, and that's thinking about things. I love thinking about things, and Absolutely. I can think about things better than anybody in this world. I know I'm not really being serious, but I mean, like, I really enjoy thinking about things, and like I've had conversations with Star here. Where it's just like, okay, I want to talk to you about how I got to this cl- cl- conclusion, but we don't have 37 hours to go from point A to point B that I just did in the past seven minutes. So, I'm going to give you the cliff notes. <laughs> On so top like, of that,
0: I'm not sure I can work backwards at this point, because I've made some leaps in logic, right? and I'm not quite sure how I got there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that bridge is still existing, alright? I just, I flew at one point, we're not going to talk about it. But that's interesting, because that, I love the brain. I absolutely love the brain. I love how the brain works and the way it does stuff. And I know that it can do some mm-hmm. really wild things. I've had, uh, I've had a lot of concussions, though.
0: That's the thing. I, okay. I I did high school sports. Um, I did high school football, of course. I was in the military. I've been shot, stabbed, and blown up. Um, before that, I did uh, martial arts quite a lot. I did. Everybody starts out with taekwondo. And I did taekwondo. Um, and then I got into kickboxing because I actually wanted a real actual martial art. Um and that's when I found out that neither <laughs> taekwondo or kickboxing are actually real martial arts. Although kickboxing when you're good at it, yeah, you're you're deadly. It's fun. Uh, but I went into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu because you know it was okay. the thing in the late 80s, early 90s was BJJ. Yeah. Uh, so I really got into it. I had the probably the pinnacle of my life in nineteen ninety seven I got to meet Elio Gracie.
1: Whoa. Yes, that was incredible. Whoa. I
0: got my ass handed to me by an old man.
1: <laughs> if it's a Gracie, I don't care who you are. I, um, you're, you're not going to win. <laughs> he, he was visiting
0: a, a a Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. It was an affiliated Jiu-Jitsu, and he apparently did the thing where he would come around. This was before he got much older. So I mean, we're looking 30 years ago at this point now. Mm-hmm. Um, And... I was there, I was there with a friend of mine, I had been at this gym now for maybe six months, and I thought I was badass, and, you know, I'm a big dude, Mm. I'm, I'm in my teens, I, the whole life is ahead of me type thing, I'm invincible, and, uh, feeling froggy, yeah, I felt (laughs) froggy, and, uh, well, I hit the ground really fast, yeah, and it, it was, the whistle blew for us to start and i'm on my back looking up and he hasn't broken a sweat
1: do <laughs> you know the Gracies are legendary yeah, and they more, do three more
0: times to... of that and i was done
1: yeah yeah i no i i think i think pride wouldn't allow me to because i would i i know walking in i mean knowing what i know now right granted no, I mean, that was you know I 20 can, 30 years ago but knowing I what i know that, now
0: yeah I consider that a teaching lesson, and I consider that something that was absolutely needed. And it's something I still tell my kids to this day. No matter how good you are at something, there's always someone better than you.
2: Okay, so so Podge told me one time, and it was a really interesting thing that really kind of stuck in my head. And I just lost it. That's all right. (laughs) We were, ta-
0: we were talking about martial arts. It. We were talking about people being better and it'll come back to you in a few minutes and you know, it will I know. And, but it interrupt will. us the second you do. So don't, don't worry yes. about that.
1: Yes. But like mid sentence, just be like, I
0: remember it. I, I've considered that a major life lesson and it's actually something that, that really got me into it. And then I, um, I had the pleasure of that because I actually got to sit down and talk to him very, yeah. uh, very broken English. He wasn't very good with English, but he did have someone who, who could translate for him. Um, But he was, he was incredible, an incredible amount of knowledge and and humility and humble and the pride, the pride that he showed in, in this empire that he had built with his children, with his, with his Mm -hmm. sons and and his, his family. And that's, that's what it was. It was all about family because that really just came down to a way that the family was just always together.
1: That's awesome.
0: And and that's what it was. And that, and and then I got to see, um, uh, Hoist Gracie uh doing doing his rounds on um later uh in, in the early 2000s when he did his rounds on uh in the mixed martial arts and and whatnot uh what was that it wasn't Pancrase. it was um the octagon
1: what the hell was that
0: i can't remember the name of that 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 fighting group anymore it, it was like one of the biggest ones out there
1: wait the old one because there's the ufc now but there's a not yeah UFC. the ufc Oh, okay. It's yeah, like, it was like what it used to be before the UFC, but yeah,
0: yeah, back before the UFC, it was Pancrase, um, and it, it was just, it was incredible. And uh, through through that connection, I actually met Wally J. Uh, he was um he invented small circle jujitsu. Okay. Um, and and I've taught all of my children uh, small circle jujitsu because it's incredible. You can control a person with a finger. You, you just, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you can. It's in, It's incredible. It's non destructive um it's very very useful and powerful um but because of all those the noggin has been hit a number of times um i'm not sure exactly how many
2: concussions i've had
0: because that's okay. one of those things it's hard to count because sometimes you just well, with high know.
2: school with high school football it's impossible to count with that one
0: exactly my high school football was rub tussing on it and walking off Th- there was there was a many there was many a times that I, I would pull up my helmet, vomit on the sidelines, and go right back to the game just because
1: the coach told me to do so. And if you're running out of Robitussin, put some water in it, shake it up, and keep going. There you go.
2: And don't forget the Vicks.
0: Yeah, if you broke your arm, you rub some Tussin on it. That'll fix yep. it, apparently. Rub a little dirt in it. <laughs> But I know for a fact, because I've gone to the hospital for him, was 12. And that's okay. like a lot of concussions. You know, concussions yeah. For you. So I've, I've had a lot. So I've I, heard that. And, yeah. and then, oh man, I see then, then the knowledge of CTE came out and you know, it was that whole thing with, uh, with Will Smith and he did that movie about people with CTE.
1: Uh, Oh, got you the About the football players and stuff, yeah, right? Uh, chronic traumatic
0: encephalogy, I believe is what it's called. It's basically when okay. you get hit in the head really hard. A lot of times, um, uh, a lot of wrestlers suffer from it. Uh, I was like, going to uh, say
1: that in boxers, right?
0: Yeah, boxers, wrestlers, anybody who takes a lot of hits to the heads, and uh, it manifests later in life as like uh, an inability to to regulate emotions and anger. And uh, like, there's there's been really bad ones, like with uh, Chris Benoit. I believe he was a, a fighter, a a, a a WWF or WWE. Yeah, I was wondering what, what happened to him.
1: I, appara- sort of apparently that was
0: it? Well, he he disappeared because he he murdered uh, family. Um, oh,
1: <laughs> that could yeah, yeah that could yeah. be a reason why he yeah um wow like <clears throat> that's interesting that's that actually something that has always scared side me. effect yeah and yeah,
0: that that i've always wondered is my inability to imagine does it come from that um
1: interesting especially if you never noticed it up until you know your 30s then it exactly. could have been something that was there your whole life or it could have been something that developed and you just didn't realize it because norm Absolutely. is norm. like your norm is your norm so you're not going to be like And
0: until you start talking about things like this with like an intimate partner like my wife uh-huh. you don't really talk about that stuff with people right actually so that's you how really i, I
1: it. that's how i found out i was colorblind it like i i just went through life until i started doing art you know later on in life in my 40s and my daughter's like, dad, that's not the color you said it was. And I'm like, yes, it is. No, it's not. Okay, stop. You know, she pranks me. She always pranks me. So I'm like, I'm getting pranked. True? And then other people are like, that's not it. And I'm like, really? Like, come on. Like, are we all like, in guys, on this? Oh, or are we really not is. seeing this? <laughs> you know?
0: That's actually how I found out I was colorblind. Um Yeah. Yeah, we we took my son to do it, you know. This, mom and I both have glasses and he was showing signs of needing glasses. So we took them okay. while we're waiting. I'm flipping through one of those, you know, ophthalmology books in the, in the office. And I come across the Ishihara tests. Didn't know what they were at the time, but now I'm very familiar with them, <laughs> uh, but it's the color dot test. And I'm like looking at it and he goes, Oh, look, you
1: know,
0: uh, number five or something like, fuck are you looking at? Right. Like, what? <laughs> right. And, the doctor comes in, the optometrist comes in, and, you know, we did his test. It's like, hey, can I ask you a question? And we start, he goes, oh, yeah, those are colorblind tests. It's like, what? Because, yeah, those are colorblind tests. It's like you, you look through them, and if you can't see the number, then, you know, that's, that's you're, you're colorblind, and that's your particular one. And apparently, I'm red-green colorblind, which is apparently the most common. Um, so, yeah.
1: <laughs> Especially amongst males, red-green it, is, like, the most common one.
0: Hence all the
1: gray. <laughs> see, my favorite color is green, Same. but here's the reason why, is because I don't see much green. I see a lot of browns, and so because of that, whenever I do see green, it is the most beautiful color to me. I'm like, oh, my God, look at that. You know, other people are like, oh, yeah, it's green. I'm like, fuck you. That's beautiful. You like I mean? like, red,
0: Red and blue, when you put them together, like a red stripe and a blue stripe together, it is such an interesting thing for me because like the blue or the red it's, it's always a crapshoot as to which one will seem to be like 3d and like jump off the screen at me
1: i know what you mean yeah, i know so what you cool. mean but, you know a funny story about someone who was colorblind i don't know how deep you know it was or whatever but um so uh X's grandfather amazing guy super super cool guy like i don't i don't fault him for their dumbness he's a great guy right so he was telling me a story about, um, he was in Vietnam, and they were flying, uh, and one of his buddies was a helicopter pilot, and they were doing runs of, you know, looking for shit and doing whatever they did. I, I don't Those know. Those guys the details, are
0: insane. Those guys are insane.
1: Doing the, the flights, right? And um, so Papa was, he, he was a, a thrill seeker, right? He loved doing really dumb shit. And he, you know, was like, hey, can I go with you on one of these runs? And hopped in the helicopter, and boom, off they went, you know, with other people. And I guess while they were in the air, he had gotten in with uh, being under the radar of not telling the military that he was colorblind. He found a way around it, did his whole thing. Nobody knew he was colorblind. They're flying over and he's like, Hey, are those tents supposed to be down there? Like, there's a bunch of tents down there, and everybody was looking, going, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, they saw the camouflage. He didn't see the colors the same way they did, so he saw it. So they
0: stood out to him.
1: Yeah, he's like, there's a whole bunch of tents right there, and they're just, like, getting the fuck out of here, you know, because they're, they're, you know, anti-aircraft and everything else. Go back, call in. You know, this is where you blow stuff up and they were blowing up the right spots. And after that, they started recruiting them. You want to come on a flight along, you know, to go, you know, at tents over there, tents over there. All right. Specialized. Let's tell. Right. Right. Like he wouldn't have been able, cause he was like, he, he had to be real careful at not spilling beans that he could yeah, see things they, the right way. Yeah. they, yeah, won't they won't let, you let, let in. You in. But that, that ended up being why they were able to probably not die, you know, flying over these places. So.
0: I had that very same issue in the military. I didn't disclose that I was colorblind either. I didn't realize until later on, but I always knew that I had issues seeing colors. Um, it kind of had, I've got a scar. You can somewhat see it, but basically this side of my face was ripped off at one point, Oof. Um, but there's a, a good scar. And in fact, if you your viewers can't, uh, your listeners can't see what you can see, I always set at a slight angle. And that's because if I set it up perfectly straight, my eyes are like this
1: so is it a bear uh
0: well it's because my the right side of my face is gone um actually i was riding my bicycle around my apartment complex really fast we were doing time trials because you know we're 12 year old kids
1: right That's what you do yeah
0: i think actually i was 11 but you know it's it's, it's what you do you you ride your bike as fast as you humanly can so i I, i'm coming around i'm on my last lap we did three wraps three laps around you know we're, we're testing these time trials out and i remember this as clear as day and I came around this the, the corner, and as I came around the corner, there's this big van with blacked-out windows because it was the 80s. And, of course, there's a big van right. with blacked-out windows. Um, and just as I get ready to pass that corner, and I'm cutting right close to the van because I need to make that, you know, those last few yeah. seconds of, of time. My friend, who was supposed to be timing me, was on the back of his dad's motorcycle, his stepdad's motorcycle, and they were pulling out. So my front wheel hits hit for his front wheel. And it's downhill, and I'm booking it as fast as I possibly can, and my Ooh. legs will send me, and I just supermaned. I, I just I supermaned straight over my handlebars. There was n- right, into the, right into the parking lot, and I didn't stop until my head hit the bottom of a 1987 Corvette. Ooh. The kind with the side pipes, beautiful Ooh. car. Beautiful right, but- car. I crumpled right <laughs> into the side of it. <laughs> but I rode on my face <laughs> the entire time.
1: Right. I heard now this is this is rumor, but I heard that sliding on your face on cement isn't um, what gets you into. Um, oh, what is that show where you America's Next Top Model? I'm pretty yeah. sure you're not going to make it into America's Next Top Model after writing your face on cement.
0: I don't think I had a chance before that.
1: Yeah, you never. Hey, don't don't discredit yourself there, sir. But
0: at but after <laughs> the concrete sanding. Uh-huh. I, I don't think I had much of a chance after either. I
1: don't know it could have shaved down the cheekbones and oh, got yeah. you into the I, 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 I do have those Native American <laughs> cheekbones and, and Then you get in and people are like your unique cheekbones are so photogenic yeah, you've got one cheekbone that's fine <laughs> and one that looks like it's a little
0: flatter for some reason like just
1: always turn that way.
0: Yeah, it's just my, my good side.
1: No, no, no I mean, they went they went the shave side. They went like the cheekbone. We we need that unique cheekbone Either yeah. way that sounded like it fucking hurt.
0: Oh, it did. Um, I, I don't remember the pain, you know response thank you so much brain locks that out yeah uh but i do remember kind of pushing things back up and holding and and running to my apartment and my mom you know pulling my hand away and she told me years later she's like you know i was really afraid that when i pulled your hand away that your eyeball was just gonna like pop out with it oh gosh (laughs) but mom being mom and this being america we of course didn't have health insurance so it was iodine and alcohol and
1: oh edge. gosh yeah
0: and yeah your ass is going to school tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> side of my head was all swollen they sent me home for some reason
1: i don't know why i don't know why concussed yeah. face I, half I'm missing pretty sure you that know. was
0: my first concussion I, i'm yeah. not quite sure that was actually my first concussion
1: i can see that I it's, it, it actually makes me think about there's a buddy of mine um and we were really actually really surprised he ended up passing away a number of years ago he was around our age he ended okay. up passing away from like a flu this horrible flu like maybe eight years ago Oof. he was the one person that we had all decided was not human and was going to live forever right because this this guy when you know he's like two years older than i am he would hurt himself in ways that normal humans shouldn't. And he would bounce back with almost no scars, just, I'm good. Like, that was just, just hearing you say that. I love that. That's he was riding by himself, his BMX bike, jumped over a chain, missed, caught the back tire, landed face first, took off part of his ear, part of his face on the, the gravel cement. It was, you know, the old cement where it's a lot of rocks in with the 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 cement, so it's mm-hmm. gravelly cement. Tore himself up. Knocked himself out.
2: Like the multicolored w- pebble. Yeah, concrete? like one
1: grid of yeah.
2: sandpaper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So oh, he knocked
1: himself that. out because he was riding by himself. Woke up. Was like, I should go home. Right? Covered in blood. Hops on his bike. Rides himself home. His mom and dad. His dad owned his own business. And we live down by San Diego. So his dad had a connection in Tijuana as a doctor. So pack up bloody-headed kid. Go down to Tijuana. Fix him up no scars, he put his uh he hit a parked car bombing a hill on his skateboard and put his teeth through his lip had to pop that. his lip back over I've seen people do almost that, no yeah. scars, face first on a, a, a parking block, split his whole lip up the kid it fell in a pile of glass there was a spot where people partied through their beer bottles and he accidentally hit something and flew and landed in the glass and slid like the kid just but he would get up and be like I'm okay and we're like, there's a part of you missing, bro. Like, there was a, a <laughs> hole in his part. arm. Like, the 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 what, a, a half-dollar size missing out of his arm because he slid through glass. And he's like, oh, I'm okay.
0: I didn't need that part. It wasn't essential.
1: <laughs> we, we genuinely were like, this kid is going to live forever. But it just made me think about that. When you, when you said, fast as you can on a bike. And, dude, when you're going face first from a bike fall, there's nothing you can do.
0: No, it's my just going to happen. My hands were on the on the uh, on the handles, of course. And yeah. so, as soon as you hit, they just like collapse. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, and the so handlebar takes them. a missile.
0: Yeah. yeah, you're a missile. You can't stop it. And by the time and it was almost instant, I just hit the ground and slid, and, and just crumpled. <laughs> I mean, my chest was all my chest was all cut up. The side of my face and everything it was all it was all cut up. Um, but I mean, I healed up. I was fine. Uh, there you go. But after talking to the doctor, we actually decided to, to take a look and see what's going. On. The rods and cones in my eyes are shifted, so well, they that's can. So, so you see colors via rods. Well, actually, you see you see colors via cones, and your night vision comes from the rods. Okay. Right? And so the cones in my eyes have shifted. J- just the slightest bit, and that's what causes my color blindness. So my color blindness isn't perfect, so I could see some of the Ishihara stuff that I shouldn't see. Interesting. But, it, but I have incredibly good night vision. I prefer. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, like I can go outside at night, zero issues. If it's pitch black, I can see quite well actually. And in the okay, day, that's though, cool. but in the day, sunlight, it hurts my eyes. So I, I have to wear really dark sunglasses because the sunlight hurts my eyes really badly.
1: You got blue it, eyes, Star? That's how Star is, yep. Yeah, she has yeah. very blue eyes. And Same. she's just like, it hurts, it hurts.
0: Yeah, I've got the blue eyes. All the kids have, have blue eyes. Ems has, has those, she has gorgeous hazel eyes and, and our kids like have a mixture of like hazel and blue. It's gorgeous.
1: Yeah. My, my youngest daughter, it was really interesting for the first four, almost five years of her life. She had crystal clear blue eyes. And I remember it was the weirdest thing. I didn't realize it happened till after it happened. I was looking at a picture of her when, when she was five. Mm-hmm. She was maybe six and a half years old, almost seven. I was looking at a picture, and it seemed, seemed off, right? So I'm looking at this picture, and I'm like, her eyes, and then, like, I was like, hey, come here. Her eyes are now hazel, right, like a a, a green hazel. Like, they usually, it switches when they're a baby. Like, you are born with blue eyes, mm-hmm. and then within a couple of months, they switch. Five years old, she had crystal clear blue eyes, like very clear blue eyes. And, and then it switched it's like to darker hazel.
0: Apparently, it's like... um like exposure to UV as you're younger t- tends to darken the eyes.
1: It's interesting. It didn't really happen until we moved to Hawaii. So maybe that had something to do with it. Awesome. But now she has hazel eyes. And it's, maybe, just, it's interesting looking at pictures and she has two different colored eyes from age five to seven.
0: Maybe from, uh, maybe when she was younger, uh, she was you know, pure and innocent. And then, you know, after that age, she just you know, started to be full of shit.
1: You know, life. it, it, it <laughs> Oh, kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I can
2: definitely see that
1: one. <laughs> actually, actually, that that's a point. Like, you're saying it, and I'm like, that's actually a point that um, other other things, and I'm not going, like, deep and dark, but, like, where asshole siblings did dumb shit. So, I'm like, yeah, hey, I wonder if there was a, a change in, anyway.
0: <laughs> no, can you imagine that? Though? Can you imagine go back 90 years right go go back in, in into the 1930s okay you you don't know much in the way of genetics you don't know much in the way of like you know eye color changes and things of that nature and here's your your beautiful young child and they've always had blue eyes and then you notice mm-hmm. they don't and if if you're prone to like wondering about conspiracy theories or like alien abductions or things can you imagine how that would mess with you because eye colors don't change dude can you dude. imagine how- that's with somebody who d- who didn't have like the records we do now with like you know photography and and the science yes.
1: we have. That would have just been, dude. It would straight up be like they've replaced my child. Yeah, this that, that would be kid.
0: validation for the for a, a child being, you know, replaced or that would in, suck
1: you know. for that kid though because the kid's just the kid. Yeah, the yeah. parents like you're lizard people now. You know, like, <laughs> god, that Aww. would suck right
0: the whole child would be like rubbing their second eyelids (laughs)
1: they'd be like leave my gills alone i mean my color my eye color alone
0: pull their tail around and
1: rub their eyes (laughs) be like these scales are natural anyway (laughs) witch she's a witch (laughs) burn only if she floats like a very small pebble
2: exactly she's got to be heavier than a duck
1: just or lighter like, than a duck. Lighter the, than a duck. Or if she turns you into a newt.
2: Mm, and yeah, you get better.
1: One. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's how you know you're a good company. Whenever someone can finish that line, you know you're a good company.
0: Help, help. I'm being oppressed.
1: <laughs> Look, that whole line of, of speech of that part was so good. Like, they, they broke down... Politics and everything in one like four minute sketch right there. I wow, love just that.
0: digging in the dirt.
1: Yeah, it was it was gorgeous. Yes, it was wonderful. Yep. <laughs> hey, I, I, me, I, sir, I introduced I
0: J-Mod to that uh event. I introduced him to that a uh, couple of weeks back, and he just laughed okay. his ass off through the entire thing. <laughs> and, and then we got to the holy hand grenade of Antioch.
1: Oh yes, and the counting shall be three. My favorite part. Five is, is right, right out. out.
0: <laughs> I say that all the time. Five is right out.
1: You know, you know the funny thing, that movie, my, my parents, um, when I was younger, they used to go over to their friends, and their friends had kids. So we'd play, you know, the kids would all play, and the parents would hang out with barbecue. And they would go to the, the um, video store each time we went over and hung out, like once a month, and they would rent two movies. And this is how old this is. It was VHS movies at the video store. And they would get one for the kids, and they get one for the adults, right? And, you know, like Butch Cassidy, the Sundance Kid, or Monty Python, and the Holy Grail, that sort of thing. And so, what I would do, because I knew that they would put the kids one on about an hour and a half or an hour before we normally were supposed to go to bed. So most of the kids would fall asleep while the kids' movie was on. Mm-hmm. And then they would wait a little bit, make sure all the kids were asleep and throw on you know their their movie. Yeah, and I figured that out. and And I was I don't know like seven, eight years old. And, uh, so I started laying on the floor and I'd get a comfy pillow, and I would do that I'm asleep, but I would keep myself awake just long enough for them to start their movie because they're not paying attention anymore. That's how I got to watch Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid and Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And And I tell you what, when uh, they said uh, after the spankings, the oral sex, I didn't know what that meant. I was I was seven, eight years old. And I ended up asking my dad later on. <laughs> That's not a question you want your kid to ask you. Hey, what does it mean after the spankings, the oral sex? <laughs> you know, like, no, no, no. <laughs> How, yeah,
3: do you answer that?
0: how do you answer that as a, as a dad? I mean, I, I've been a dad to three kids and I don't know how to answer that because I mean, we've always been incredibly, like brutally honest with our children, obviously right. age appropriate, but we have never lied to them. We, we chose when we, when we first knew that we were pregnant with our youngest or with our oldest now, mm-hmm. we made an agreement that we would never lie to them. Our parents lied to Good us call. Good call. constantly. I mean, my mom would lie to me about the dumbest shit, like. She didn't want me to drink a Coke that had been left out in the car overnight one night, and it was hot because it was in North Carolina. And instead of just saying, "Hey, it's hot; it's going to taste like ass," right. and letting me experience it and go, "Yeah, you're right," instead she tried to convince me it would make a, my lungs collapse. It's like, what? oh, oh, wow! Like she tried to convince me, like the fizz would. It's like, why? And and for years, for years, because this is an authority figure. Of course, I believe right. this, right? And. It's like why? Why would you lie to me about that? I and mean, we were driving across country one time. There's this big sign on, at the top of the mountain, and it says, "You know, are your ears popping? Swallow." And it's, you know, now I know what it is. You know, your eustachian tubes and everything like that. It helps equalize the pressure in your eardrums. No big deal. That's what you right. chew gum. It perfect, or just yes. take a drink of water. Whatever. You know, even, or just swallow if you, if you can do so without something in your mouth. Just swallow, it. it'll work. Right. She can. She tried to convince me it was something to do with like the the pressure inside your head, and if you didn't do it, like your head would crack. Like, Why? Just be honest.
1: I think yeah. And
0: at the and at the answer was she didn't know.
1: Oh, okay. She she was old school. Oh, okay. She didn't know.
0: So when she didn't know, she tried to make something up instead of saying, "I don't know." Let's find out. Which is my favorite phrase oh, in I the world. Ever I love that. I love that. I don't know. Let's find out. Because that's no one idea. for one, that means dad doesn't know everything. Cuz yep. dad doesn't know everything. And that's okay. And parents are allowed to be fallible. We're allowed to just not know. We're all the same as them, just older. Come on now. Exactly. You know like <laughs> but the second part of that, that's the most important part. It's <clears> the <throat> let's find out. It's let's do something together and let's learn. Let's 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 get some knowledge. Because any day that you learn something is is a day that wasn't wasted.
1: See, and I do that with my daughter to the sense that she'll say something that I don't understand. And instead of just agreeing, I'll stop and be like, I don't know what that means. Can you tell me?
3: Yeah, and I'm it watching. gives
1: her like a sense of like, oh, I can I can share something with you. You know, which it, it shows them that they are intelligent and they're smart and they can articulate and, and give you an explanation you didn't know something about. And I've noticed that it makes her feel really good. Even if I have like half an idea of what it means, but I don't fully know, I'll be like, Okay, I think it's this, but what is it? Like, talk to me, let
0: me know. Can you imagine as a child, if your parents had given you the opportunity to teach them something? Oh, gosh. It would have felt amazing. Yeah. At at no point can I go back in my entire life, and and I have an almost eidetic memory, despite the concussions. It's kind of strange, actually. Um, At no point can I remember ever actually teaching my parents anything. I can remember clearly back until the age of seven pretty much daily. And I can go back to about the age of four with some missing spots. Um, but I can't remember one time ever actually teaching my parents something and them saying they didn't know and then letting me teach them.
1: See, my dad was the kind of guy that was just like, what's that? Show me. Like he, he was a surfer mm-hmm. hippie. He's a smart guy. But he didn't know anything about, let's just say, skateboarding. That's one thing that and so I got into skateboarding at a young age and he didn't understand how to do certain things. He would, he would just be like, I don't know how to do that. Show me. And I was, I always respected that. Like to be me, that's feeling. a huge, a huge thing to have somebody that you look up to. Cause for me, and I've said it before, people have heard me say it. I'll say it again. My dad is the greatest human to walk this planet ever. Like that's the way I look at him. And so for him to go, can you show me? I'm just like, yeah, I can. I'm, fucking batman superman and iron man all in one you know what i mean like i'm gonna show my dad something this is the greatest thing on the, the history dad, of the planet that
0: makes me so absolutely fucking happy and, and the, i had to add the fucking in there absolutely fucking yeah. really happy that for one your dad gave you that opportunity to do that and two that your response of my dad was the best person in the world is just that i never had that my dad and i he's still alive but we don't talk and we haven't for over 20 years at this point
1: see, i I realized won't. I realized from talking to a lot of people that I am very fortunate, and I don't take it for granted. Like I realize that I am very fortunate. and it's it's something that, on one hand, I feel really bad for some people, you know, because I understand what that feels like mm-hmm. to have that. Um, you know, I won't not want to have it just to you know, be like, oh, you know, I don't want to make you feel bad. But then at the same time, I do feel bad for people not being able to, because I know what it feels like. That's kind of why I do what I do on Twitch. Um, a lot of people will come in and say it's, you know, pot's like a dad because I'm like, Hey, I know there's a lot of young people that come in here that have that parent that they can't look to for those things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Let me be that surrogate. I you know that, what I mean. I get like,
0: that a lot. Like even at work, I get that a
1: lot. It's like, yeah. hey,
0: Jim, just, just go to Jim. He's, he's, if he yeah. doesn't have an answer, he'll work with you to get it, type thing.
1: Which is the best way to be, I think. Uh, you know, don't my, don't my one in. year
0: anniversary is coming up in like seven days at this company. Nice. And I've already been promoted once. <laughs> I'm like, let's go. Let's I, I, go. I, I'm ready to go up into management as it is. I, my, my last interview or my last one-on-one with my uh, direct manager. He was like, I've got nothing to tell you to do. Just uh, keep doing what you're doing and wait for a management spot to open. Nice. So it's like, that's that's, See, that's letting
1: your, your work and what you do talk for you, not just bullshitting your way into something. And I respect I,
0: that. Oh, my favorite thing about my, my favorite thing about my company is, is the complete openness. And if you've got a question, it, it doesn't matter who you ask. They're going to stop and talk to you. you. You can if That's cool. If you happen to be in the same room as the CEO at the time and you're like, hey, I've got a question about this. Well, the CEO also just happens to be one of the people who created the software as well. So him and like nine other people created the software. So he has an ingrained institutional knowledge of this stuff. Makes sense. And, and so if you stop and talk to him, he will stop and talk to you. It, it doesn't matter what position you are in the company. He'll he'll get your name right. he'll find out who you are and he'll talk to you about
1: it. There, See, there is no such thing cool. as a
0: hierarchy.
1: Well, it probably feels pretty fucking good that somebody's inquiring about something that he had a part in creating. Absolutely. I'm sure it does. I mean, I would feel fucking fantastic if someone's like, hey, this, and like, of course I know it. I fucking built it. You know, like <laughs> let's go into it. Well, you know,
2: people doing that all the time when they're asking us about Potch Media Group.
1: Yeah. And it does feel good when someone's like, hey, what about this? Let me tell you about it. Yeah, when, when, you're, when
0: you're your intrigued. hard work is recognized by those outside, it, it's got to be just an incredible feeling.
1: It in well, that being what you're doing, the fact that they're like, wait for a management position, they've obviously seen what you do. And they've obviously yeah. been aware of, like, we well, ain't got shit to teach you or tell you. You're, <laughs> you're right where you need to be.
0: It's funny. That's actually how I was hired, <laughs> thanks to Reddit. Um, <laughs> it's been way too much time on Reddit. let I've used the software for over a decade at this point. So I'm incredibly familiar with the software and how it works and everything. And, you know, they had a Reddit, a subreddit. and So whenever I would have issues, I'd go there and I'd ask a question and the, I I generally wouldn't get an answer, but I would find the answer myself after dicking around with all the stuff. And I'd come back and I'd answer my own question. Hey, for anybody who had the same question, here was what I found out. Here was the answer.
1: That's actually pretty cool. I like that you do that.
0: And then one of the, uh, one of the technical officers uh one of the c-suite employees he was like hey you know this guy is you know answering questions and he's deep diving and i made a joke i was like my wife said as much as i work on your stuff i should apply for a job there and he was like send me your resume
1: let's go <laughs> let's go look like, you already had an interest without them offering you shit. you're the best person to pick up you know yeah, what i mean and, like and, best person to pick and up and that was my interviews my interviews was you know
0: my interview really wasn't about the technical aspect because they already knew that I had the technical aspect. My interview was, do you mesh with the people?
1: Yeah. Do you get along with others or are you going to fuck up the whole thing?
0: And the thing is the others are all just a group of anime, movie tech gamer geeks and, and just the coolest people on the planet. It it, like my company has a Twitch channel. (laughs)
1: Let's go.
0: Okay. (laughs) Okay. That's kind of awesome. So like, yeah, I I meshed. I, <clears throat> meshed. I, I I love my people. I I love I I love my my community and my community is is my my people, you know, my tribe there. They are incredible people, every one of them.
1: See, I think that's what makes the difference between working and then just enjoying what you're doing and you just happen to be working. Well, you know yeah, what I mean? That they pay you more. already like to do it. Well, bonus. <laughs> that's definitely a bonus.
0: And that's the thing. They recognize they recognize worth. There you go. and, and they, That's they, huge. It That's is, huge. and it's something that is incredibly missing, is companies recognizing it. And, and I've heard, you know, I've, I've talked with you, and I've talked with Star, and I've talked with people who are, you know, Lily and who are in y'all's orbit, so to speak, and every single one of them, to without hesitation, will talk about how you guys are you you recognize the worth of people and how you don't yeah. you don't take advantage how how you recognize worth like you know eventually here i mean you know i signed up for it and eventually we're going to do our our um our our art thing that you know yeah, yeah actually yeah. do that art thing that because <laughs> yes. i can't do it because i have zero imagination um but we're we're eventually going to do that and hundred percent. You're like, yeah, pay what you can. And the thing is, I recognize your worth, so I'm going to pay what I can. And well, the this, thing is, this is, you'll take five cents. You'll take no cents because yeah, you'll say, I, "Yeah, I, I want you to pay me what what you think my my art is worth." And so,
1: well, that and, and a mix between that, and I'm not going to take like I've I've had a number of people go, "I'm going to be transparent with you. I have X amount of dollars left in my bank account, and I want to give it to you." I will never take a person's last penny. I won't do it. I refuse. I've been there too many times in Mm -hmm. my life to ever do that to anyone else. I would rather give you all of my artwork for free than take your last 20 bucks. I'm not going to do it. It's just morally within myself, not because of anything else, but just for myself. I won't do that. I actually had someone go... I got 13 bucks left in my bank account. I can get you another 13 next payday. And I was like, how about this? I'm not taking that 13 bucks, but when you get paid, take 13 off the top. If you can afford it and send that to me. And they were like, really? I'm like, dude, it, it's not a matter of how much can I take from you? It's just a matter of you cared enough to go. I don't want to, I don't want to take your heart for free. Now I respect it because you respect what I do.
2: Bingo. We'll work
1: it out. We'll work it out. Like that's. Bingo that's not even a thing. And when it comes to valuing people, I've said it before, and I'll say it a hundred times over because of what I've been through in my life and knowing that I have value, but being undervalued, I hate that feeling. Mm -hmm. And because I hate that feeling, I never want to be the reason why somebody else feels it. You know what I mean? Like I tell people when I meet you, you have absolute value. If you choose to lose it your whole life, that's up to you. Like, if you want to throw rocks at my face, then I might value it a little bit less when I punch you back. But as long as you are, like, a human, and, you're, you know, everybody has their flaws. I'm not expecting anybody to be perfect, but I've already given you as much value as anybody else on this planet. Everybody gets the same value to me. What you yeah. do with it is up to you. That's totally up to I you. I like that. But I'm going to love you no matter what. Like, yeah, there, you're there, human. There's,
0: there's no need to...
1: The earn it's, thing, it's, yeah, it's I'm not that like big of the, at the bottom, thing. and you
0: have to earn. Nah. All you have to do is just oh, keep. Like that. Yeah, uh, there was, I had a teacher in high school that was like that. Everybody got an A at the beginning of the semester. Hell yeah! All, all you had to do was keep it.
1: Yep, you I had teachers like that, and I loved. It. Them. You just
0: had to keep it.
1: Yep, oh, and honestly, it made
0: teachers. life a lot easier. It made it so much easier because I didn't feel like I was competing. I felt the only person I was competing against was myself.
1: Yeah, it, do I do the work and keep my A? Yeah,
0: I do. Yeah. Hell yeah! That's and, why not. And, it, and if I go below an A, that's my fault, right? I Instead of
1: you have to impress me to get a good grade. Well, fuck you. Screw exactly. you. You know what I mean? Like just for that, I'm getting a double F. Let's go. Like F minus. Screw
0: you. Exactly. Well, I mean, I, I was you know late diagnosed. I think everybody you know thanks to you know COVID and all the downtime and whatnot. I think everybody ended up getting their late diagnoses once you could finally stop working for five minutes. And you know, late diagnosis. Hey, turns out that the guy who can spend straight hours on one single project, he's ADHD. <laughs> what do you know? Yep. <laughs> also, turns out that the same guy who can't concentrate for shit for weeks at a time, he's ADHD because it turns out that uh, you know, brain goes through cycles. Yep. And so I would be absolutely incredible for six months, and then just be a complete useless lump for six.
1: That that doesn't sound weird. That sounds like a lot more people than they want to pretend are, are Exactly.
0: Like. And, and that's the thing, because I would be 120% at all times for those six months and then just done. I was burnt out and I had to recover and I had to recoup thanks to the diagnosis and thanks to, you know, I, I did Adderall or I did Adderall. I was on Adderall. Yeah. I <laughs> well, did Adderall. You, oh, know,
1: you know, I did the Adderall. I rolled it in the joint and smoked it. Well, well you know, I'm a
0: big dude. I'm a big dude. I am not small in the least bit. So, you know, it was really nice finding a doctor whose first inclination wasn't, you know, hey, your knee hurts, you're fat, you need to lose weight. It was, hey, your knee hurts. Let's find out why. Oh, it turns out you've got a torn ACL, and you've been walking on it. Whoops. You're not supposed to do that, dude.
1: That's a good doctor, and everybody needs to go to them. He was outstanding. <laughs> okay.
0: And the best part is he started out as a sports medicine doctor, so he was he was familiar with, like, uh, 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 kinesiology, I believe, the study of how humans move. Yes, yeah, so yeah, he could, So he could recognize, you know, my, my gait was slightly off because I was favoring it. Um, and it had nothing to do with my size. It was just everything to do with I hadn't been working out, and I tore a tendon. And so, hey, you
1: know, take some time off. I literally had a doctor. It was one I'd never seen before. And um, when my regular doctor wasn't available and I had a list of things that I wanted to talk to my regular doctor about, there's four, four things I think were on the list. And every single one of them, he contributed to being overweight at the time. I was maybe 30 pounds overweight. Um, I was surfing almost every single day is when I was in Hawaii, I was at the gym all the time. I wasn't. In the best shape of my life But I wasn't horrible You know like it was But it was just like yeah this is because you're overweight I'm like well I'm having a hard time breathing Yeah it's because you're overweight I'm like but okay Um I have this oh it's because you're overweight And I'm like this doctor visit's done You know I went and saw my other doctor Found out I have lung issues that I've had Since I was a kid right? It has nothing to do with my weight If I was skinny or fat I'm having lung matter. issues Yeah, Yeah like it's just what it is There was issues with my heart that now we're dealing with and finds out that there's murmurs and there's issues that i have that have nothing which also causes low
0: blood oxygen levels which with bad lungs makes it even worse so you're lethargic and tired
1: all of that but apparently those 30 pounds were destroying my life and i need to go do (laughs) crossfit today you know like it was it was it was what those i was riding my my bike 15 to 20 miles a day twice a week Right. And then the other times I would ride it like five miles a day. Cause I loved being out and riding my bike. Mm-hmm. I would do that either I was surfing or riding my bike. Like I was a very active person. So when he told me it's just because you're fat, I'm like, you're sure. Tell my mom, you know, and like I'm out of here.
0: Yes, I'm fat. But that's not
1: the entire reason. Right. Well, now that I'm bigger, I'm like, dude, 30 pounds, that's a gold. What are you talking about? That's nothing. You know? And it's like, all based on BML
0: yeah and BMI is such a terrible terrible thing because yeah my bmi is high now because you know I've, I've stopped working out but i still have 18 inch biceps i i'm still very strong and i know i'm still very strong because i still go out to the garage a couple of time a couple of nights a week and i'll hit my heavy bag and i got an 80 pound heavy bag with a 60 pound counterweight on the bottom of it nice and i move that thing nice and of course you know Kinetic energy has a lot to do with that because you move this much into that much, it's going to move some, right? But,
1: but you still, still know that you're, you 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 yeah, haven't I'm, turned into a blobfish, you know? Exactly. Like you're I'm still strong. You have.
0: I you know, when I need to move my weights from one side of the room to the other so I can move stuff, I can still just pick up my my barbell and just move it. It's it's not heavy and you know, it's because you know, that was my personal best at one point was was that barbell. It just hasn't changed since because I haven't worked out with it. <laughs>
1: See, I know it's that I'm cold not... Out. I don't want to
0: go outside. It's cold. <laughs> yeah,
1: I hear you. I know that I'm not as strong as I was, but I hear you. Like, even though, you know, as we get older, you put on some weight. Like, but I'm still... I, w- I was telling Star, I was like, when I was at my my peak, like, 30, 32-inch waist, right? You know, so as a guy, if you're a guy, you know, 30, 32-inch waist, you're, you're pretty small. I was 200 pounds. Like, that's just... I'm only 5'10", but it's because... I also would, you know, do 300, 300 pound reps, 16, four of them. You, you had know, to like, look that like that was inferring. my thing. Like, at that point. Well, I also, I've never missed a leg day ever. I never missed a leg day. So like my legs actually were bigger before my upper body was. I had to catch up because I skateboarded and served. But yeah, no, it was. It was. Let I me was put
2: it this way? This man has bigger thighs than I do.
0: I played football and I was a wide receiver. You know, they, they called me a bulldozer because once I got started, I didn't stop. So, yeah. you, you got a guy who in high school is 265 pounds and he's a wide receiver catching the ball. You don't <laughs> stand in front of him.
1: No. because if I'm moving, you want that concussion. You want that concussion, then you stand in front of him. <laughs> if See, I'm, I'm moving sure.
0: and you're in front of me, chances are I'm
2: not stopping. <laughs> I measured his thigh not long ago. Right?
1: Oh my. I was trying to I was trying to flex <laughs> it to feel buff, you know. I'm like, yeah, flex the thigh.
2: 32. <laughs>
1: nice. It's it's yeah, that's about what my waist was. See, it's <laughs> but that's but that's what I'm saying, like going by the the You got two waists on the your thighs. rules, right? <laughs> the rules that they have set up, like oh I'm at 510, I think my weight I'm supposed to be is like 160. And I'm like, if I ever got down to 160, they would put me in the hospital for, like, you're about to die, son. You know, like,
0: it
1: it wouldn't work. It, yeah, it wouldn't. I, when I I was my
0: weight is supposed to be 185 at my height. I would have to lose 250 pounds.
1: You would have to lose massive muscle is what you would have to do.
0: Yeah, because I've, I've not been that low
1: since I was, like, 12 years old. Because if your arms are 18... Yeah, you would pretty much have to lose everything except for your arms like you would be you would be Popeye right with the arms and <laughs> so, then the body would be tiny that's the only way you could get to, to 180 just because of you know muscle mass and, and density of your body that's just how it is
0: that's the thing I've, I've got pictures from when I was a teenager back when my mom was uh, was still alive. And I tower over everybody in my family. We used to joke that the milkman was seven foot tall, 400 pounds. (laughs) Because my dad was five foot nine. My mom was five foot seven.
1: Wow. Okay. Wow. And I was six foot three.
0: And I was, I I hit six foot three when I was like 16 years old.
2: Well, I mean, that's not really, for me personally, that's not really that unusual because I'm five foot nine. My little sister is six foot and my brother is six three. And my mother is only five six,
0: and my dad is five seven. And, and then a lot of that just comes down to nutrition. You know, mm-hmm. your your parents probably had you know they were in nutrition deserts and they they didn't have as good a nutrition at the time, so they they were shorter. And me, I grew up with great nutrition. You know, so I, I was allowed to to grow and get bigger and big and strong and tall.
1: It's funny you're saying that. The the, the guy that I was telling you that just wouldn't break that he just would fall over and over he had um yeah he had (laughs) their dad was eccentric right he was a good businessman but he was eccentric and, and he was pushy and he got his way his kids were uh benny byron barney beatrice and bethany and bo nice his name was bob and the wife was vicky so it was funny like you know like You stay over there lady these are the kids his name was actually robert but he went by bob but anyway all the boys and i remember because the the dad was about as tall as my dad i I remember that my dad's about my height about 5'10 and their mom was much shorter i think the shortest boy was 6'2 and the tallest one was 6'6 like they were all large very large people but the parents were 5'10 like 5'5 like that, that was it but these kids were just massive. They used to joke around, like, what do you feed them? And I remember the joke was said once, because the mom was pulling out this huge tray of baked chicken out of the the oven, just massive amounts of baked chicken. She's like, it's just all chicken. So feed them chicken.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it was a massively huge family. I remember the, the youngest kid, he was almost my height when he was like eight, nine years old, when I was like 14. I'm like, fucking kid. Like I know I can beat you up, I think, but you're little. <laughs> you're young. You know? See
0: that, that's actually that's how I eat too. It's like in the morning, it's liquid chicken. At lunch, it's sliced chicken. At night, <laughs> it's cubed chicken in a stew. It's it's chicken. I eat chicken and rice and broccoli. It's it's I, I just I like chicken. It's a simple and easy protein. And it's cheap. It's cheap. Oh god, it's so cheap. I love it because it's so cheap. Although I the, the size of chicken breasts are just weird now. They're they're like can
2: you can you explain to me big. why it costs freaking twenty dollars for like a thirteen or eighteen pack of fucking eggs these days?
0: I don't know. We we've, we've got a family of five, and eggs are starting to become something that we might actually have to take a loan out for. It's ridiculous. But if you uh, think apparently it, it has something to do with the, like an avian flu thing, and
1: but just get the chicken breasts that are this big. Um, because that's how big chickens are now. And, and you can get them the Foster Farms one, which I'm not saying are healthy and good by any means, but you can get the Foster Farms one, like a 30-pack of them for $12. So skip the eggs and go straight to the chemical-induced 18-foot chicken wings and <laughs> feed the family off one T-Rex arm, you know what I mean? Like- <laughs> Honestly,
0: sometimes I wonder, it's like if, if I were to like squeeze the 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 salt water out of it, how much chicken
1: breast would actually still be left? It would be a chicken wing from Buffalo Wild Wings at that point. It would just be a, you're like, look, whoop! There, we have one. And it's actually, it's
0: actually affected the way that I I cook chicken breasts. If I get like a, you know grass fed, all natural chicken breasts and whatnot,
1: mm-hmm. I
0: can cook them in a in a nice ribbon and hot you know stainless steel pan and and they'll cook up nice and get a good browning on them. They'll cook through in just a few minutes. But if I get like the you know uh, you know the, the, the cheap you know, stuff mm-hmm. you know, from wherever. And I got to cut that up. And So much water comes out of it. It just won't fucking brown. It never browns. It has to just sit there until all the water evaporates. And then it finally starts to brown. So it actually changes the way I can cook. And it's actually frustrating.
1: I, yeah, I can see that. It's the, way, the way that they've, they've, and I love science. Don't get me wrong. I'm a huge fan of science, but Absolutely. some of the shit that they've done, I'm like, really, you guys, like, Come on. I was joking about the T-Rex chicken wings, but we kind of got them. Like I've seen some big ass chicken wings and I'm like that I would be scared of that chicken. Like if I saw that chicken in real life, I would be like, you might take me. Like yeah. I'm a big dude, but you're fucking huge.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got some of these chickens walking around with like a two six on a bicycle, you know? <laughs> right.
2: But, hey, you know what? When you've got like a seven-inch pecker, you can do almost anything with it.
0: That's what she said.
1: So, are are we still talking beaks here?
2: (laughs)
3: Yes.
1: I was. we have a chicken walking around going, with my 25-inch pythons, brother. Then, you know, you got the Hulk Hogan chickens, and they're going to fuck you up. And their legs looking like toothpicks. Okay, that scares me, because I just pictured Hulk Hogan. Anyway. Bacog, brother. (laughs) I'm going back to the seven-inch pecker, um, so because we, all... we, need to re- we need to revisit this. Is uh, questions? I have them. Um, there's so many. Um, oh, do you have questions? I. Uh, well, I mean, okay, my head is going 100 miles an hour, so I know if I don't slow it down, I'll ask all of them at once, and it won't make sense. Now, is that a chicken or is that a cock?
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Okay, and have you actually seen one? Because that would scare me. No. Okay. Okay. It was okay. Look. Well, I, I mean, don't unless doubt you shit. unless you consider
2: unless you consider like an emu or an ostrich just a giant chicken, in which case, then yes, I have seen a seven-inch bake before.
1: <laughs> Those do scare me. Those birds, look, I don't know why they did try and take over Australia. The emus. Yeah, the,
0: the, the great emus, emu war of Australia. Yeah. Yeah, they actually did. Up. They gave respect. Up.
1: Yeah, you got to respect birds that big. You just got to.
0: Apparently, they were just too stupid to know when to stop and they were getting <laughs> shot. So, not to mention, like the most vital part of their body is their head and neck, and it's like four inches across. So it's really hard to shoot. Yep. <laughs> and you so, know, yeah.
1: Speaking of birds that are scary, I know great segue. But I used All to birds. live in, in. Birds aren't real. True, it, and I honestly think this one wasn't because it, it challenged me to a fight and had great English. So I, I was used to live out past farms in the mountains, and I was might driving have been a into head, just saying. <laughs> so it okay. According to Fars. where I live, you could Fars. be right. You could be right. <laughs> so I'm driving into town to go get groceries because we lived way the fuck far out there, and a farmer just um, mowed you know for for hey the his huge field right mm-hmm. so of course there's tons of you know mice or whatever living in the fields that just got you know fucked up in the the blades of his his <laughs> you know giant tractor mower yeah, so these big bald eagles were coming down and getting an easy dinner and i yeah. saw like on the trees there was probably four or five bald eagles around this field up in the trees just swooping down and grabbing stuff and it was it was beautiful but one of them was down on the ground walking So I pulled my car over, and it was maybe 30 yards away. It was pretty close. Comparatively, I've never been that close to a bald eagle. But it was walking sort of towards me, and I was going to get out of the car and be like, cool, until I saw how fucking big it was. Yeah, they're really big. Those birds are, I mean, it was like a teenager. You know what I mean? Like, it was big. And that's when it challenged me to a fight, and I got in the car, or I, you know, rolled up the window, and I left because I was just like, "No, you'll win." But there, I didn't realize they were that big. They're—I mean, I'm joking around about teenager, but we're talking two, three feet tall. I don't know how big they really are, but that's how big it looked—like waist high, maybe a little bit bigger than that. Like it was. Fuckers were big, but yeah, I see that they are um, government drone things.
0: Well, yeah, that's why that's why they hang out on power lines. That's how they recharge.
1: Right. So right, right, right.
2: You know, those, those kids that just like randomly disappear, it's my theory. There we go. They use the drone eagles to go pick up these kids and then they take them back to government facilities and that's where they
0: experiment for the super soldiers. And that's where they change their eye colors.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Damn it. That means I saved my daughter just in the nick of time. They changed the eye color before they could take her away with the giant albatross. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, government, I'm, I'm on not to you be able to
0: play golf now without thinking <laughs> Golf with your friends without thinking of that, that line Every time now when I get an albatross
1: <laughs> Okay, total subject change I think it's awesome that you sit and play play uh, golf with, with the whole family like, I, I love, love that it. you guys go do that, man. That is so cool. Like, I've I seen a lot of people on Twitch do a lot of different things. But when I found out that you guys have just a family game night playing, golfing, or whatever else you're playing, I just I just kudos to you for, for jumping in with the family or encouraging them or however you do it, and just family game nighting it. I love that.
0: We used to do... Back before the pandemic we used to have a monthly potluck so I would like invite everybody from the local reddit and just say hey my house is open bring a dish let's have fun let's go and and we'd get 20 30 people in here you know obviously can't do that now plague and whatnot right. but we had Fear that down. we had that once a month and then pretty much every Friday was our Friday night game night with our with our core group of friends and that core okay. group of friends would grow, Thanks to the potluck nights, because you would meet some incredibly awesome, cool people. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's how I met my best friend. He passed away. He's no longer with us. Unfortunately, we sure met we. him at a potluck. <laughs> His name was Paul and he had just moved up here. The dude was incredible. We had a lot, a uh, lot in common, big MMA guy, big RC car guy, just a total jokester. Him and I just, we, we were instantaneous best friends, but we were like instantaneous brothers. It was incredible that's um, awesome he passed from COVID in 20 oof 2020 actually so
1: sorry about that making yeah. all sense to you and anybody close to him
0: it, it was tough actually it was it was pretty tough because it was well i'm sorry it was 2021 actually um so it's only been two years it will be three this year but uh he was a really good friend and we had incredible times together. And it's one of those weird things because we only knew him for about two and a half to three years, but it seems like he was always part of our life.
1: Good bonds. When they're, (laughs) when they're there, it feels like, like much, much longer than they really are. And,
0: you know, when, when he passed with his father, we, I had never actually spoken to his father and he obviously his father, you know, messages us because it's like, Hey, we'll take, we'll you know, help with your apartment stuff. What do you need? Because when he was sick, we had been running him around everywhere. He needed to go to the hospital, hospice and all that. Um, and like the last time I, I talked to him um, was actually taking him to a doctor's was actually taking him to the ER because we took him to the doctor and the doctor came out and put him back in the car and said, this man needs to go to an ER. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, well, shit. Okay, let's go. And I get him to the ER. And I was like, hey, man, you know, call me if you need anything. Because I didn't want to go into the ER because this is peak COVID time right now. Right, right, right. Um, and I was scared to death because I have all the comorbidities.
1: <laughs> totally get you.
0: Um, but then, of course, you know, he is this incredibly healthy mid-30s dude who, like, does martial arts and hockey and sports. And who all wasn't
1: supposed things. to be affected.
0: Who wasn't supposed to be affected and here's my fat ass and he dies and i don't so it's like one of those big blow type things but then I bet. yeah we we talked to his uh his parents and his dad you know we met him over at the at his apartment because he lived not too far from us and we were just like hey man you know i've got my garage is basically empty at the current time so here here's what i want to do for you let's put all of his his stuff into a u-haul i'll, I'll pack it all up for you because i know that you, know, you guys live out in you guys live out in St. Louis, so this is, you know, we're we're in Kentucky. They're in St. Louis. It's a long drive. It's like okay, a lot of, of distance for, you know, you're burying your child. Right, right, right. And, and the logistics of all that, he's got an entire apartment full of stuff. He's got a car and everything. It's like, look, I've got room. Let's put everything in my garage. I'll, I'll make sure it's safe, secure, locked away, sealed up nice so that you can get it back. Put his car over here. Hill and I had been working on his car quite a bit because um, – You know, he, he loved, uh, his dad had a truck like I've got. So he loved to come over and wrench on the truck with me because it was kind of nostalgic for him. Okay. Uh, so we had, you know, and his car had some issues, you know, I was always helping him fix it. No big deal. Uh, so I was already familiar with it and I was like, just we'll bring it over here. I'll park it. I'll put it on a charger. So it, you know, so the battery stays up and I'll, you know, start it once in a while, keep it running. And then when you guys are ready and the logistics are in place, you just let me know. uh, We'll get that stuff back to you guys. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, that sounds great. I was like, cool. Uh, we'll be over there, like you know, in a couple of days. I'll bring a U-Haul. Don't worry about it. I'll cover. It. I'll bring a U-Haul and we'll, we'll get it cleared out so that we can get a apartment cleared out. We get there, and the dude's dad has um, has signed over the title to his car to me, and said, "We've already grabbed everything that we wanted to grab. Whatever's left is yours." Wow. <laughs> so wow. like everything all of his games because he was a huge gamer so mm-hmm. all of his games we got I, I it took me like a year and a half before i would even unbox them understandable like, like, like that all, makes all sense. of his games we we now sit on his couch and we watch his television
1: <laughs> see and i could see with with his dad you know just wanting to not have ten thousand yeah. things that every time we turn a corner because i couldn't imagine I, I couldn't imagine.
3: No, I couldn't either. Uh,
1: I, I don't want to imagine. I'll say his that his
0: dad was a hell of a lot stronger than I think I would have ever been.
1: Yeah, I know. I don't, uh, You would have walked in the house to me just losing my shit completely the entire time on the floor like it, that.
0: Well, it wasn't until later on that we actually found out that he had a lot of chronic health problems that he hid even from his you know apparently best friends. Uh, Got you. Okay. Dead. So that's what led to it. But it's like that. It's incredible the people that you meet because we we would do that and, and we would just have people over here all the time. And so the kids got used to us having our game nights because we would start the game nights early and include the kids and then the kids would go to bed and that's when you know the the alcohol would come out and right. <laughs> other intoxicants would make their way out once the kids were good and asleep. Right. And, you know, as long as somebody stays over we're good to go. And you mm-hmm. know, we'd switch off on sober nights and whatnot. But you know, now with everybody home and the kids are doing homeschool, we gotta figure out another way to do it. And, as much as MZ loves her her gaming and Fortnite and all that. Mm -hmm. I just don't I've never been a fan of games. Okay. I mean, I used to when when I was younger, I used to love, you know, video games, Mortal Kombat, things like that. But a lot of history in it and just, you know, watching people that I love kind of get sucked into it so hard and kind of lose themselves. I kind of got a distaste for games and games. You know, it's kind of the, the one more block mentality. It's like, I just one more block, one more block, one more block. And now, you know, it's 5 a.m. and you haven't spent any quality time with somebody. <laughs> We've yeah. all been there before. Yeah. I, I just got to get this fucking jump, man. I just got to do this. Dude. Dude. <laughs> I know. Dude. Yeah, yeah. We all know this. We all know this. And And so I just kind of, I don't enjoy games anymore because of that unless it's like a one-on-one thing, like sitting down with controllers in hand on the couch where I can. Like, See, now that's, yeah, that's, that's fun. fun.
1: That's fun. See, just speaking of what you were saying about the, you know, just one more, just one more Um in, in my youth, dude, four in the morning, come on, hold on, hold on. You know, like just come yeah. on now that I'm older. It's funny. Uh, my, my best buddy that lives in the same town that I do, we, we game almost every night. Eh, well, we used to do it more now three nights a week. Um, you know, we usually start after his kids have gone to bed. I'm done with work. It's like 8.30, almost 9 o'clock at night. But he's a teacher, and mm-hmm. he has to be up and into his classroom wide awake and ready to take on kids, you know, by 7.30 in the morning. So he's, he's you know, can't stay up late. Yeah, so it's needs, become has, a thing. He
0: needs to be on point.
1: Yeah. So it and, and that really has helped both of us. Instead of doing the, okay, hold on, we'll just play one more game. We got to get a win. I'll look at the clock and I'll tap my phone next to me when we're playing. It'll say nine We'll just finish around and I'll be like, all right, dude, you got to go. He's like, oh, what time is it? I'm like, it's two minutes to 10. He's like, cool. Should we? And I'm like, I'm going to be your good conscious. No. Or he'll just be like, I got a big day tomorrow. And I'm like, there's no pressure. There's no nothing when you got to be done. You got yeah, to be go. done. And I it's because there is that. Oh, come on. One more. Next thing you know, it's two in the morning. He doesn't get enough sleep. I don't get enough sleep. I got to talk to people for work. If I have zero energy, I don't do well. He's got kids. He got sixth graders. He teaches sixth graders. If he isn't on point, he's
0: fucked. Yeah. <laughs> you <know what laughs> leave him alive.
1: Right. So I Six hear what you're saying about vicious. that. Like I, I can get why you're like, yeah, I got tired of seeing that because now that we do it the way we do, it's mm. actually more enjoyable. Like I really enjoy going, oh, dude, nope, 10 o'clock. Boom. I'm going to get my ass to bed. I got to be to bed by 11, hopefully. It's-
0: it's limited, and it's much more enjoyable because it is. that that limit makes it. It's like having a smaller portion. If you have a walk-in freezer's worth of hot pockets, they don't taste as good <laughs> as if you have two.
1: It's true. And those are the
0: only two in the house.
1: You're you baby the them. fuck out, you're out of enjoy it, them, Yeah.
2: Or or if you're like me, like right this minute, I have one Snickers ice cream bar left in the freezer. It's been there for a week. Yeah, because, because I'm just like I don't want to eat it. You
0: want it, but you know that the second you eat it, it'll be gone, and then yep. you, it'll won't be there anymore. But while it's still there, it's something you can want. Yep,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and it you know it, that, <laughs> that really does it. Really is a psychological thing by having that that end time. You no, know, so so that's why I that's why I play with Emzy like right now. MZ is on stream she's streaming and i'm watching her because i you know I, I mod her stream so i'm always watching her stream i'm always keeping an eye on what's going on well you got, you got you to know, it. And, and i always do you know I, you know jim fixes i always fix the the technical issues and that's what i did today she had technical issues with audio and i was fixing those and nice nice anyways, it's what i do but i i just don't enjoy the game so the the game that we're playing right now i actually don't mind it um Tomorrow night is, is Wedded Bliss Wednesday, and we're going to be playing uh, A Way Out. We're, we're going to, we stopped, uh, oh, we yeah. we, fi- we got out of jail, we got past the guards, we got out of jail, we got past the dogs, and now we got to go into the next chapter. So I don't know what that's going to entail.
1: Is this like one of those either choose an adventure, or like a 2D sort of games? No, it's um, it's a cooperative uh, jailbreak game. I mean, it sounds fun.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> you should absolutely check it out we'll be on tomorrow night but uh it, i that's, i just that's... don't enjoy games but i do enjoy spending time with people and so when it comes there to something go. like golf with your friends the reason i like golf with your friends is because there's zero pressure Dude. you just put a 5 minute timer on it and you just go and you have fun and you can bullshit between holes and
1: it's golfing. I, like, it Like, you're not expecting to be pro. You're not Tiger Woods in it. You're just fucking around, laughing, joking, having fun.
0: Exactly. I don't have to be like, you know, in Twitch. That's where they get their name. You're the Twitch gaming, the constant fast moving. I can't do that. It makes me sick. The constant fast moving. I can't do the war games because trauma. You know, I can't stand makes their, sense. who in their right fucking mind puts on a headset with beautiful 7.1 surround sound and the sound of bullets whizzing by your head. I've had that in real life. It's not fun. I don't want it again.
1: You know, okay, that's something that I I always wondered because I've never been in the military. I've never I mean I've been shot at, but it's different, not in like a wartime that was a street thing. It wasn't my fault. I'm just putting that disclaimer out right now. I had nothing <laughs> to do with it, but I did get <laughs> shot at. Fucking sucked. Anyway, it's scary. Would would oh fuck oh god, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I couldn't imagine doing that daily, right? That shit happened that one time. And I I thought I was Superman jumping off like 20-foot embankments getting to the next drop just to get the fuck away. Like, I couldn't imagine doing that every day. But when I see people that are ex-military playing games like COD, like I'm like, you must have had to uh, uh, compartmentalize. Is that the right word? Yeah. But put things in the right compartments to be able to keep functioning, which the brain will do. You know, for, we were talking about pain. Yeah, like, for you some know,
0: people, it's cathartic. For for some, it's it's a therapeutic thing, in that they have full control over it now. See, okay, that like makes sense.
1: Times. That makes a lot of sense. That when you have full control, it makes it uh, bearable and and doable because then you're in control then and you, you can go hot. You,
0: you can take that that former feeling, that former memory of loss of control, of fear. Of uncertainty, of doubt, uh, of whether you're going to live in the next five seconds or not. Right, and you can put it into a place where you have complete control of it, and there is no more fear. And now you can change that fear to fun, and you can kind of overcome that that trauma response, that immediate, you know, PTSD response.
1: Now, now it makes a lot more sense. Um, and for some. Yeah. I'm really
0: happy when it works for them and I'm really happy for me. Yeah, yeah, I've tried and it's not, most of it just comes down to the fast movement. I just can't do the fast constant movement. That's not how I was trained. I was trained to go in slow. I would, I, I'm not going to give too much away about what yeah, I yeah. did. No, but, that's fine. Um, anybody who wants to search it, MOS 8541. That's uh, that was my MOS. My job was to go very slow, very quietly do my job and leave very slowly very quietly so i didn't run jump bounce go all over the place that that makes no sense to me i never understood that (laughs) Like slow the fuck down this is not how we win it's like my dude what the fuck (laughs) but i've played it a few times and i understand it and it is fun it is adrenaline oh my god it is yeah it it is pure adrenaline which I guess makes a whole lot of sense as to why, when she after she's done playing for like three or four hours, she comes out, she just immediately <laughs> asleep. Because yeah. I can't imagine having my adrenaline going for like three or four hours the entire time, plus streaming. The yeah. I, I don't know how you guys do it. I've got I've got my channel. I've got the Jump Fixes channel. I've never streamed on it. It I, honestly, I don't know how you guys do it.
1: It It took me a hot minute, um, and I had to. You know, funny thing about me and streaming, I um, started doing art right streaming with mm-hmm. nobody there. And then when I hit affiliate, I was doing art. And then I had this great idea: I should be a gamer streamer, right? Like it'll be badass. I'll kick ass. And and then I had and uh, Poch point, gaming was born. Uh, well, no, 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 this that that is that is uh, totally different. I did it on my my Poch fan channel, um, oh. and this was me learning what to do and what not to do. This is I I had I maxed out at like 200 followers um, with my art. I went to the gaming. And then I averaged 0.6 viewers. And the 0.6 was Star being there, but she also played video games with me, so she wasn't always there. So she was the only person that was there sometimes. Um, I, I would I the time. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I I would forget to read chat for like a half an hour at a time. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you ever played Destiny, but it, it will suck your brain into it for eight hours before you realize what happened. I have and, not. Okay, yeah, it it's no. the kind of game that you put on at ten o'clock in the morning. The next thing you know, it's dark outside. You're like, what? I've,
0: I've watched Imzy play, and I, I've I've it's
1: encouraged dangerous.
0: Encouraged dimsey to finish so we could spend some time. <laughs> yes.
1: yeah, it's that kind of game. Um, I, I tried doing the game streaming and I wouldn't pay attention to chat, and I realized that, that like gaming in streaming, like the pop thing, gaming. I let people know it's usually in the title. I probably won't notice you. Don't get mad. Like, yeah because you're focused i'm not trying to be a dick i'm just really really bad i used to have to where it would talk in my ear mm-hmm. but then it would scare me because i'd be so focused on what i was doing and all and- of a sudden brr, and i'm like i hate you you know like and, <laughs> and most chatters don't want to hear the streamer yelling i hate you at them every time they say something so i mean you know, there's a subset of people out there don't true take- true I, yeah i won't keep shaming if we y'all want to come in
2: shame in this house
1: right if y'all want to come in and get yelled at i got you boo boo all right come on anytime but less kink shaming is your king <laughs> that's that's a circle right there that's a, that's a never-ending circle like mz does just really good actually at, at keeping up with chat while she's playing a game like that like I'm i'm impressed every time she does it i um i watch chat and when there's something she needs
0: to respond to i'll ping her
1: makes sense and that's actually so when i when i lately when i've been gaming i have the the monitor that has the chat at an angle you know to to you guys that are listening can't see me but a 45 degree angle from the tv that i game on and star actually sits a little bit off camera and she'll either nudge me or just answer for me because the mic will pick her up where she is. Um, that and I I will only notice when I'm playing and she's like, Yeah, blah, 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 blah. And I'll look over and be like, Oh yeah, fuck yeah, somebody's here. How you doing? I you do know? that with her. I do that with him all the other time.
0: One thing we've actually thought about doing, and I guess I'm giving away uh, state secrets here when it comes ooh, to ooh. to Twitch.
1: We're getting the down low. Let's go, let's go. Something
0: I've thought of doing, she's got those earbuds or just grabbing a set of in-ear monitors and just tossing one in one of her ears and just hopping on a phone call with her. There you go. We we get free minutes. We got unlimited minutes. Yeah. So just hop on a phone call. I can watch the chat, and it, it's right there in her ear. And as long as I'm quiet 99% of the time, I can just, hey, you need to respond to chat. Or, yeah. you know, Big Booty Ho said hi, so respond.
2: Uh, and then she so, can respond back. So. um but For her, helping, it's
0: almost real time.
2: When I was helping Potch get affiliate, um, I actually would do that. I would call him because I was in Texas and he was in Hawaii. So I would call him I, I and I would in, sit on a phone call with him like almost the entire stream.
1: Look, when I first started, I was doing art. This is before the gaming. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I had no idea what I was doing. I And I was actually in Washington when I hit affiliate. And you oh, were yeah. in Texas. This is before, mm-hmm. like I was visiting my my folks, um, you know, for for a little bit. There was a bunch of stuff going on in my life, and, and they were like, "Hey, why don't you come stay here with us and hang out?" You know, because I hadn't got to see him in a while, um, and then you know, go back to Hawaii. And so I actually hit affiliate when I was there at their house. Um, that was that was just a weird stream setup, but anyway, <laughs> um, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I barely even knew what Twitch was. Like I barely knew what Twitch was. I had just found out what Discord was maybe a month before that. Like then we're talking what that was four years, three, three and a half years ago? Three and a half, four years ago. Like I didn't know what this yeah. shit was. Uh, I was like, yeah, fuck it. Let's see what happens. And yeah, she would. She would I would I would have an earbud in. She'd be like, Hey, are you paying attention to the chat? Cause I'm over here drawing. Oh yeah, yeah. hi guys. You know, like
0: No, <laughs> yeah, like I started I started Discord what? Um six almost seven years ago now something like that six years okay. I think it was like this was pretty cool this was yeah. pretty cool it was like 2016 and then i i started looking into twitch about a year ago and i thought oh, i think i want to do a twitch stream about you know because i've got time here this was right before i'd gotten my job so i was like i got a little bit of time here i'd like to start doing to some of this you know have a little fun uh-huh. uh, you know because there's a lot of people out there who have no idea how to fix shit and yeah. so I, I thought perfect yeah you know you know, I, I wanted to do that. I wanted to teach people how to do things because, you know, I did have a dad, but my dad uh, didn't teach me anything. Uh, he did teach me how to hold a flashlight and how to get there yelled at for doing so. All right. Uh, so I, I did know how to hold a flashlight and get yelled at for doing so. <laughs>
1: Pro, uh, flashlight guy <laughs> Pro flashlight. I got you. Pro flashlight. got
0: you. But um, he never yeah. let me work on things. Okay. So, do- you know, he, he was massive into cars and cruise-ins and things of that nature. So he DJed car shows and cruise-ins. Uh so it was kind of both of my loves, uh which was fixing things and being on the radio. Because okay. I, I actually was on the radio when I was younger. Um I, I had a stint as a as a DJ and then as a program
1: director for a while. Nice. Um look at you, Mr. Fancy Pants. Right. I know it's a different DJ, but No, I was I was the round mount of sound, Mr. Jimmy James. Let's fucking go. Nice. Let's fucking go.
0: But uh, you know, my dad was the type of person that uh, his encouragement was uh, telling me that I had a face for uh, radio and a voice for newsprint. So that's the type of
1: person he was. Yeah, uh, that's great amount of encouragement if exactly, I never heard especially it.
0: Especially when he works in the radio business. It's like, come on, my dude.
1: Okay, see, that's messed up because I firmly believe if you're in a field that your offspring wants to be in, that's a fucking leg up. I have nothing. Like, work hard. Don't Ooh. get me wrong. They have to work hard for it, but I am absolutely going to let them utilize my connections that I've built to help them get a, get ahead in life. Absolutely. So if if I was a radio person and I knew a lot of people and my kid was like, well, I'm going to grind my ass off to get there, I'd be like, cool, and I'm going to help you with connections when you proved that you'll grind your ass off. I'm not going to give it to you for free because that breeds laziness, but if you're grinding and you're showing that that's what you want to do,
0: yeah, at, at 16, that's help. actually, that's how I got my first, uh, my first job in the radio industry was uh, at 16 years of age, nice. my, um, my stepmother, uh, this was right after my mom passed my stepmother, uh, she introduced me to some friends of hers, and she didn't tell me who they were, but they liked me and we BS'd, and they were older, and it uh, turns out that they worked for a local uh, radio station it used to be a college station. Okay. Uh, but it was now, it was like mostly oldies, and and when I say oldies, I'm talking the moldy oldies, I'm talking 40s and 50s. And,
1: got you, got um, you.
0: They didn't have anybody to do the morning show, so I did I did the early morning show uh, just because I was awake, and it was before school, so I could do it.
1: Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so nice. I, would, I would
0: get in there at 3 a.m., and uh, well, I'd get in there about 2 a.m., and I'd, I'd work from, uh, I'd be on the air from uh, 3 to 5, and I'd go home and catch a nap and go to school
1: that is yeah. really cool though and like so having I, that under your belt is really really cool to me
0: and and it actually got me a job at wgrr uh which is uh oldies 103.5 here in cincinnati at one point and that got me into the cincinnati school of broadcasting where i got to teach uh um i i got to teach how to um how to integrate uh, digital streaming with terrestrial radio uh, helped uh, create uh, one of the first uh one of the first digital broadcast software called Sam broadcasters stood for a streaming audio manager, helped uh, create and run that for a long time. Cool. From a company called uh, spatial audio. So I, I did that for the longest time. Um, and my, I, I helped create a uh, um, uh, Lois low. And uh, I can't remember the other guy's name, um, but he still works for a company called chronics radio, um, helped create the ice cast system. Which was the 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 first precursor to online streaming radio and and audio. Uh, wow. so, so we we created that and, and perfected that and that <clears throat> that uh, that helped create the that's basically what I guess cemented the MP3 uh, as the leading audio format. And and so that so, was incredible.
1: Sorry, sorry we have a famous guy in our I'm Like, just be cool. Right, don't freak out <laughs> or anything. Just be cool, but but he's going to pretend like he's not, and that's okay. Just go along with it. Um, but we know, we know, and that's no. You that's see,
0: true. I I was adjacent. I I I got to help these things. That that's something I've done my entire life. I've I've been in support for twenty two years now. I've always been a support person. I've always helped. Dude, I've always
1: fixed. Oh, hold, hold on. Let me just. I, I'm going to stop you right there in in any kind of downplay that you may try and do as somebody that is the face of everything that, that we're putting together, which is me. I never planned on it. It just, that's how it fucking happened. I'm good at talking to people at least somewhat. So as the face of it, I didn't realize because I've always been a, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. I don't rely on anybody. I'm going to fucking get it done. I'm going to take care of it because I'm not going to burden you. And, I just am going to fucking do it, right? That's always been my thing. The support people, I would not have, I wouldn't have, I, I would probably be at a 25% of what I have now without support. I have learned to absolutely, and, and I don't like using absolutes, but absolutely love and adore and cherish every single person that's done any bit of support for what I'm doing, whether it's encouragement or someone like Star that took over management and does all the things that she does for me. So you saying that you've always been a support person to me? You're the person that she get the fucking award at the Emmys, right? Fuck the main actor, right? Yeah, they did that, but without the support people, that fucker never got there. You know what I'm saying? Like that that person never made the movie by themselves. That shit happened from all the other people oh, doing yeah, it. Oh, absolutely. I, I 100 so, on that. So you saying that you're you've always been a support person to me? I'm like you get up on the stage you get the award way before i do you know what i'm saying like without people doing what you're doing we we don't we we sit back and live you know at our 25 percent so i just want to say for anybody that you've helped if you haven't gotten a thank you from all of them thank you for all of them because that's badass like i'm a huge there was support a time
0: fan when i i would have just said no no no, no thanks to MZ, thanks thanks to people like you and MZ and others and star and Lily who have been so vocal about speaking up and 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 being honest about things it it honestly has helped to say yeah okay I, I have done some some help for people in some areas and yeah. it's, it's not it's not easy because I've always been of the idea and it wasn't until recently that I realized this but I've always been of the idea that I am incredibly average person. I'm just an incredibly average person with an incredibly average background from an incredibly average life. Anything that I know, other people know just as much and probably know better. And okay. I'm, I'm recently finding out <laughs>
1: but uh... that
0: maybe not everybody is able to look at a program for 20 minutes and know the ins and outs and the workings of it and how it
1: works together. Bro, I'm an analog person. I draw on paper with pins. Okay.
0: and See, I can't do that. (laughs) That that is a – everybody's compartmentalized. Everybody has their specialties, and and that's the thing. It's like – have you ever seen the drawing, the the PhD drawing, where you have that big circle and a PhD is like a pimple on the circle and what you know as a PhD is that and what you don't know is the remainder of the circle? And it's not until you get that PhD that you realize that there is a whole fucking circle that you just don't know. My favorite
1: scene. The more I know, the more I know that I don't know.
0: Yeah, and and I've recently discovered that there's a lot of people who go through the who go through life thinking that they have the entirety of the circle (laughs) filled, because they don't realize that there's a whole big circle out there that they don't know about.
1: And See, you know, some people need to go to a comedy club for jokes to get laughs. All you had to do was say that, repeat what you just said, and you're going to get chuckles out of me. Because honestly, <laughs> it
0: comes from being in the support. It, it, support people, like like technical support people, they're a different breed. You, you, uh-huh. I I've worked hard, hard jobs where you, you know, you work with your hands. I, I did concrete work with my brother for a while where I would like swing a sledgehammer all day. Yeah, absolutely. It is backbreaking intensive labor. Yeah. I think I've still got calluses on my hands 20 plus years later. wouldn't surprise me, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I could go out and drink and have fun and party with my friends and be on point and still get up and go out the next morning because mentally I wasn't tired. Mm-hmm. Physically, I was tired, sure, but a couple of beers in me and I felt better. You know, some nachos, a couple of shots. You know, I might stop Always feeling you know, tired. You know, mm-hmm. but my brain wasn't working out. So my brain was fine. Now, at the end of an eight-hour shift of having my brain turned on the entire day fixing other people's issues, I pass out. There, there are times I pass out in this chair. And I don't even realize it. MC came in today. Yeah. She's like, "Honey, you're asleep." It's like uh, I was listening to
1: a dude work on a car. Dude, I hear you. So I was I like, you know you what? You I'm going to take a
0: nap a nap before this podcast because I don't want to uh, be asleep. And...
1: It's like halfway through, so you guys may be enjoying the podcast. I'm enjoying the snoring. But, uh, <laughs>
0: I, I'm I'm pretty sure uh, Star Star can tell you when she came in. I was yawning, nonstop.
1: <laughs> no, I totally understand what you're saying, though. Um, like because what I do. I sit down at a desk, you know, six hours, eight hours at a time and I'm exhausted and it's not because I don't exercise, it's not because I don't move. Because it's this. dude. I talked to, I, because I've learned to talk so much, you know, during my streams and to read chat and to engage and to keep going. And that's why I've grown the way that I've grown. Like it's very tiring. It yeah, is very, very engaged. tiring.
0: Yeah,
1: keeping it And, and I love is it. It's
0: incredibly tiring.
1: Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love it. But yeah, no the the tire is real the the um, I'm not even gonna say emotional but like the the mental exhaustion mm-hmm. is is a real thing. You were talking earlier about how you know you'd go six months hardcore and then six months you would you know just you yes. just done. Yeah, my like mind's a little bit different, but like Stark can attest to where I'll just like I'll get up and be going. I used to get up at seven thirty in the morning. And I'd be back out of my office at ten o'clock at night. And we were just making this happen and going and going and going. And then i take two weeks where I'm like, I don't want to get out of bed. Yep. And it, and it wasn't a depression. I wasn't unhappy. I just was fucking exhausted, and I couldn't focus on shit. And I'm like, I don't want to get out of bed. Yeah, it's like, what's the
0: point out. of getting out of bed at this point? They're like, well, are are you, like, depressed? No, it's like, literally, what's the point? What yeah. do I need to do right now that right. I actually have the energy to do? Nothing. <laughs>
1: Yep. So I'm I'm not going to be any good to you. So just let me lay here for two days, three days, and I'll be right back at it. But
0: it's like, I tell you what, I've got a project that's going to take a day, but in my current state, it's going to take me three weeks. So let me take a nap for two days and then I'll knock it out. (laughs) Right.
1: Right. Right. And it's so true, though. Like (laughs) when you get into that exhaustive state, something that you could do in a day, maybe two days, it's going to take you from January to March. And you're like, fuck, I'm finally done with it. I wish I would have just taken a couple weeks off. And she's the best at that. Of, of Because I'm, I'll, I'll still stupidly go, no, I need to get up. I need to do it. I need to get up. I need to do it. And she'll just look at me like, are you going to fucking die? You know, is the world going to end? Just stay in the fucking bed for a day. And I'm like, but, but, but. And having that support of people that you trust, that for me is the reason why I say thank you to you and anybody else that supports others. That is the support that I need to go. You're right. No, one's going to die. I'm not going to die. The world's not going to end. I do need to rest. Thank you. You know, like that,
0: that's what MZ does for me. And in fact, actually my kids do that once in a while. my, my, my oldest, he actually told me the other day he was, first of all, he, he came down after his first week. He, he, He's working tech support now. He got a job working from home doing tech support. He does nice. uh, tech, he does uh, tech support for Weight Watchers. Um, Very cool. So you can imagine he has to do like uh, apps and online and you know all, has to do uh-huh. all the fiddly stuff. Um, so he came downstairs the other day after his first week of actually you know talking with people. It just gave me a great big hug and looked me square in the eyes and said, "I'm really, really sorry." all the
1: times I didn't understand that you were tired.
0: <laughs> he's like, it's I understand true.
1: now. I love that, though. I love that, that he's able to to do that, recognize it, and come to you. That, that gives a testament to you as the parent, though, that you've instilled that in him to be able to come to you and do just that. To me, oh, as absolutely. a parent, that's huge. That's huge that he was able to do that with you, and, and I commend you for having that relationship, because you had self- to facilitate it.
0: I read something on Reddit one time that just like, I hate using Reddit as a, like a teaching tool, but it stuck with me.
1: Yeah. Hey, you learn what you learn.
0: Exactly. You know, it doesn't matter where the source comes from. If it's good information, Mm -hmm. I, I read a, 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 someone was, it was a parenting thing and someone made a comment and I've kind of refined it over the years, but basically my children don't know what they don't know. They don't know what the future is yeah. going to hold. They don't know what's painful. They don't know what's coming. So when they choose to bring something to me, it's important to them. So no matter what I'm doing, I don't care if I'm talking to the president of the United States of America for some reason. If my child comes to me and something that they have in their hands is important for me to look at, it could be a scrap of paper. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I give them 100% of my attention. Sometimes I might ask them to wait one moment. I'll acknowledge them, say, wait one moment, mm-hmm. let the person know I need a moment, and then give them 100% of my attention. But they always know that they've got 100% of my attention. And I've done this since they were all little, with the idea being that I would instill in them that if they felt something was important enough to bring it to me, mm-hmm. then I would give it that same importance. The hope is that once I've instilled that, At a later date in time, they're out at a party. There's something going on. They need to bring it to me and let me know about it. They're not going to be afraid to come to me. There you go. Yeah. Every single time in their life that they've ever come to me, I've stopped what I've done or stopped what I'm doing, and I've Mm -hmm. listened to them, and I've worked with them, and I've helped them. I've not gotten angry at them. I've not yelled at them. I've not pushed them away. So when something really life-changing or major league important happens, I hope that they'll remember that and come to me with it.
1: That's huge, especially as they hit teenage, especially as they Absolutely. hit even early teens.
0: Yeah, they're going to yeah. be scared. They're going to come up into situations yeah. where they don't know what to do. They're afraid. They, they need help. And I hope I'm still around for it. And if I am, I'll be there to help them. And I hope they will bring it to me. That's the whole. Absolutely. That's the entirety of my parenting is just
1: being there. That's, that's- You know, and I'm putting this mildly, that's not a bad way to look at it. It's not a bad way to do it because having, again, that support, they know they have that support. Yeah. They know that, oh, fuck, I might get in trouble, but I still got that support. So instead of getting screwed, I can actually get someone that might know what to do. Yeah, and there's been
0: so many times they brought something to us that, you know, they got in trouble, mm -hmm. but because they brought it to us, the amount of trouble that they got in was incredibly low comparatively. It was like, yeah, well, (laughs) how should we handle it? And then they generally punish themselves.
1: Literally just had a discussion with my daughter yesterday where I said, hey, right now the only thing that matters is honesty, not what happened, what didn't happen. Honesty is the only thing that matters. And she's like, you want honesty? Bloom. And I was like, Thank you. How are we going to solve it? There's, I'm not going to beat you up for what you did. You know, you it had to do with school you homework, right? You you, already the beat fact that you lied enough. in
0: the first place means you knew you did wrong.
1: It, it, that, and I was just like, you already know what the consequences is a school stuff. You know, and yeah. I was like, you already know what that is. But instead of me beating you up and making you feel like garbage, let's focus on the, the, the resolve, the, process to get to the resolve and what the resolve is let's go ahead and do that Yeah. What the do funny do thing now? is it, it changed it? changed everything changed the whole conversation changed the whole day you know and, and she got a whole lot of stuff i was really proud of her you know yeah, even it went know.
0: from being adversarial between you and and your daughter and it went it went from being you know on opposite sides it went yeah. from being a team you know how do we handle it together yeah and that, that that's incredible it's an incredibly I am so super happy that, that you have that relationship with your, with your daughter.
1: It's, you know, they don't give us a freaking manual No, nope. when like that's messed up. Like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of pissed, you know, where's my manual <laughs> because we're winging it, man.
0: I mean, I buy a car and I get a fucking book that tells right. me how to use everything in it. Right.
1: I have a kid and they're just like, good luck. Yeah, dude, they hand it to you, give you a picture And say, come back in for checkups Like, wait a minute, Check mean, up on mo- what? <laughs> the most that they did was make
0: sure that I put The car seat in right, and that was it
1: Okay, they did give me More, like, gruff about that, too It's like, how about you tell me how to be a good Parent, oh, no, 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 no no, That's on you, bud It's like, you son of a bitch <laughs> Like, I, I can deal with the car seat Okay we, It's like, we they'll need survive
0: the ride home, but will they survive
1: the rest of it? Right, they survived in the 30s and 40s. They can survive on the way home. Yeah, that's kids are fun, man.
0: They are, are but kids can take you to such heights and such lows. Yeah. Everything in between. Sometimes in the same day.
1: Sometimes I stop, though, and I look back, and I just want to call my dad and be like, Dad, I'm sorry. I actually have
2: apologized to my dad a couple of times.
0: And, yeah and he, I, I get he, it my, my son's done that a few times he, He's come to me he's like dad I'm, I I realize now I'm too Or he'll like He'll be dealing with his, his little sister And he'll realize that oh shit This is the same thing I did to dad <laughs> And he'll come to me later And he'll be like dad I'm I'm sorry man It's like yeah, yeah that's, It that's happens just learn from it
1: that's <laughs> my So everybody listening If you were a parent just remember, it's okay. Take patience. If you're a kid, listen to your fucking parents. I mean, uh, listen <laughs> politely and grow because we are wise and know things. You little shit. And, so, and, uh, and
0: if you're asking for an endorsement, 100%, 123Magic.
1: Yes, 123Magic is an incredible
0: resource. Uh, it started out as a way for teachers to be able to to reach autistic children and to be able to have a, a healthy classroom environments wherein uh, there, there wasn't fighting. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though you got those neurodivergent uh, neuro, uh, people in there that are just—it's not the easiest environment. Right. Um, apply that to your own life, which 99% of it is just, "Hey, parent, take a breath." Right. And it's that you you go from being a reactive parent to being a you know a proactive parent, and you're working together on things. Changed literally for us overnight.
1: I can totally see
0: that. Like we we went from yelling and screaming and anger and me being the ogre, uh, to just I am I, my kids actually enjoy hanging out with us and and I actually enjoy the the company of my children as as people.
1: See, all of that is just the only testament that anybody should need. Because if you have kids or you you know had kids or whatever, you know that there's times where you're like, nope, I just want to be locked in my room. Everybody, leave me alone. But being able to go, I enjoy being around them. They enjoy me, is a win and a win. Hi, MZ, how you doing? <laughs> see those those of you that can't see. So we've talked about MZ, and if you don't know MZ, you know we'll, we'll throw a little link in. MZ's a Twitch streamer. Um, you can you can say hi to MZ, but MZ just popped in and said hello. Okay. And hola, Thank and Keipasa, love you. Um, and MZ is is the uh, the other half of the gym, the matriarch of this. Uh... This little
0: menagerie of of people here in this house. I
1: love it. I love it. That concludes part one of this two-part episode. Come back on Thursday to hear the rest. Thank you and have a wonderful, wonderful week.